My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants 5th Edition Homebrew Campaign. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm playing Lyra, the Eldoran Spore Druid, and she is just a little bit obsessed with mushrooms. Hi, my name's Simon. I'm playing the character of Ember. I'm a wildfire druid who's on a quest to be the very best there ever was. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm playing Harry Harrington, the Harringon, the roguish merchant with the heart of gold. My name is Christian. I'm playing Bartholomew, the romantic dancing owl and paladin of devotion. Hi, my name is Matt, and I'll be playing Niles Silverwind, the Owlin, Way of the Sympathy Hey guys, I'm Jared. I play the character of Thrain, the boisterous frost giant Goliath, half of the giant Barbarian. Hello there, lovely listener. This is just a warning to let you know that this episode of Return of the Giants may contain adult language or adult themes. Hello! Hello, hello! hello. hello. Greetings, everybody. Welcome back for our Return of the Giants campaign. We are very excited to be getting back into things. Uh, We hope you all enjoyed our little uh, behind-the-scenes chat that we put at the end of the last episode. For those of you watching on YouTube, uh, it would have been right at the end. For those of you who are watching us on Twitch, you would have seen it at the very beginning. Um, We had a a little bit of a a discourse around the D&D Ranger class and our opinions on it. Uh, we had a few hot takes on that, <laughs> and then uh, speaking of hot takes, we also had a bit of a chat about the June 2 popcorn bucket. If you want that full experience, it is at the end of the last episode. It's about 20 minutes of just, um, how would you describe it? I guess inane chatter, um, which was genuinely very funny. So uh, I, I kept it all in. I didn't want to cut it because it was a lot of fun, and we did have a lot of fun talking about it. <laughs> so, um, and, and I think our suggestions for the Ranger are genuinely good suggestions to fix the Ranger. So we kept nice. it all in. Um, Wizards of the Coast, if you're listening. I know you've revised the Ranger twice already. It's it's not it, Chief. You've got a bit more to go. People still say that, right? Yeah. yeah. So we just just work a bit harder. There's a little there's a little bit more you need to do, and we've provided some suggestions. Um, other announcements. Uh, cover your ears, Ali. I know you don't want to hear this one. Um, the Netflix Avatar series comes out. She's taking her headphones out. Legend. Uh, the Netflix Avatar series comes out tomorrow. Uh, at least the first episode. It drops in Australia, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, standard time, 7 p.m. daylight savings time. So we will. The Avatar crew and I, minus Ali, who is refusing to join us. Um, <laughs> the rest of us will. <laughs> the rest of us are going to watch the first episode, and then have a bit of a post episode discussion afterwards. That will start. The post episode discussion will start about 7 p.m. Uh, Brisbane time, so standard time, and then about 8 p.m. daylight savings time. We're not going to go super, super long. It's more just a fun little behind the scenes to bridge the gap for those of you who need your avatar fix. Um, where, yeah, like I, I, as I've as I've said many, many times, um, there's been some things that I really am looking forward to. There's some things I'm a bit cautious about. There's some some things I'm not looking forward to from what I've seen in some of the trailers and, and some of the announcements. So. I'm trying to keep myself as neutral expectation as possible. Um, I have rewatched M. Night Shyamalan's attempt, which I think has primed me to enjoy. I know, I I know. (laughs) I I watched it skipping through sections that I couldn't genuinely sit through, but I wanted to. I really wanted to set a baseline experience, and I felt like (laughs) I felt like that was a pretty good baseline experience because genuinely, after that. The fact that I haven't gouged my eyes out or my ears, I think is a positive sign. Um, there are few redeeming qualities of that. I'm sure I will find more <laughs> in the live action for Netflix. So I just wanted to get myself properly set. Ali's raised a point, what if it's worse? Well then, I will <laughs> I will unload <laughs> during the 
<laughs> the post episode discussion. Um, I haven't done a salty rant in a long time, uh, but when I do get angry, I do like a Brenly Mulligan style uh, rant. I will do one if I need to. Um, if it is worse, I I, j- I can't see how it could be worse though. Genuinely, after and also it, I have to say for those of you who who have seen the M Night Shyamalan Malan version of the last event and you think it can't have been that bad, no, it is. There's it's actually I remembered it better than it was somehow. Like <laughs> rewatching it again, it was way worse than I remembered, which is genuinely amazing and impressive on so many levels. So. Um, I'm sure it's going to be fine, but uh, please, if you're if you're around, you want to join us. Uh, make sure you quickly watch the episode. Ali shaking ahead. There's multiple views on this. You can also do as Ali does and just not watch any of the live action on Netflix. That's also an option too. Um, for those of you who who are interested and, and do want to give it a go, I am. I'm going to be one of them. I'm going to give it a go uh, along with uh, Archie, Bree. I think Andrew's going to join us as well. Possibly Dave. We're not sure yet. I think Dave's got uh, soccer on. Um, We'll, we'll jump on. And if, if any of you guys want to watch it and jump on too, let me know if you want to jump on. It'll be about 8 p.m. Melbourne time because um, uh, it'll start. Yeah, it'll come out 7 p.m. So I think it goes for exactly an hour. So we're going to smash it the second it drops and then quickly jump on and talk about it. Um, let me know. Uh, we'll be we'll be there chatting about it for about an hour, hour and a half, I reckon. Unless, unless I'm really angry, in which case I can fully rant for two hours straight if I need. Like, no dramas can happily do that. Um, but yeah. We'll see you guys all tomorrow for those of you who want to watch it. Uh, it will be live on Twitch and we will also record it and chuck it up on YouTube. Uh, I mean, obviously courting some comments from people on either side of the extreme. Hopefully it's okay and hopefully people are kind to us on the internet. So um, that's the only fun announcement I have to share. That's that's it from me. Any other fun announcements from anyone? No? Yes? No? Looking good? Happy? Uh, Dave is still away, so I'll play Harry tonight. Um Dave, I'm, I'm going to share this because I hope it gets Dave in trouble. Dave was like, yeah, I'll see you guys tonight. And then I messaged him to say, hey, isn't it your partner's, isn't it your wife's birthday tonight? At which point he went, oh, fuck, it is. <laughs> Bailed out. I have to say, the fact that he doesn't know his partner's birthday, but I do, is really concerning for him. I know because Facebook told me, so I can't really claim to be that much of a, uh, of a genius. But it was pretty funny that he didn't know. That's really, really bad. Redeeming factor, he did fail to be with his partner. That's just baseline, though. If we're being honest, right? That's expected level. Some people probably would have ditched to play D&D. Oh. Really bad people. I would not allow that. I, I, I have already had to put in... I've already said no to someone joining on a on an event where there was something they, they really needed to go to instead. And I was like, no, go to that. Like, I will kick you from the stream if you try and join. <laughs> yeah. Um... Life has to come first. Uh, it's it's right. lovely to hang out with people and yeah, exactly. But life comes first. Like it's it's lovely to hang out and lovely to, to play D and D and to share it with all of you lovely people. But um, yeah, <laughs> Dave needs to be somewhere else tonight. So Dave is somewhere else tonight. Um, I don't need to play Harry because Harry has gone off on his own with Zaylin, so that's perfect for me. Jared is on his way. He's just running a little bit late because of work. He was doing a uh, an afternoon night survey tonight on uh, some of the wildlife down in I think it was Werribee. He was down in tonight, so he'll be joining us in a minute whenever he jumps on. Um, maybe he was doing a survey on ours, in which case you can start bullying him by going into the microphone whenever he joins. I think he'd quite enjoy that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll play Thrain until he gets here. Um, cool. Perfect. Let's jump in and do our session. I've got a bit of a recap. Obviously, we had some uh, exciting things happen last week, so I will make sure we have a very thorough recap to jump back in. Um, otherwise, I think we're all good to go. 
The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Niles, Harry, Ember, and Thrain are delving deep below the earth, into the Underdark, seeking to investigate rumours of stone giants taking over territory and arming for war. Now accompanied by Bartholomew, an Owlin taken prisoner by the Duragar, the team are on their way to Blindenstone, the last city stronghold of the Deep Gnomes. During their journey through the vast network of caverns, the team stumbled across a Myconid colony and sought respite from the many dangers of the Underdark. Agreeing to help the Myconids eliminate a village of Kuatoa posing a threat to the colony, the team travelled along the edges of the Dark Lake into a small subterranean cavern. Reaching the Kuatoa village, the party interrupted the creatures in the midst of summoning a dark, octopus-like monster, the party leaping into action, breaking the magic, destroying the entity and eliminating the Kuatoa. In the aftermath of the battle, our heroes discovered a mural at the back of the cavern, depicting the very distant past of Nostea and the giants who first inhabited it. Making their way back to the Myconid Circle, the party reported their success to the three Myconid sovereigns, who were pleased to hear that the threat posed by the Kuatoa was no more. During the course of the discussions, Lyra asked the sovereigns to assist her in understanding the way in which their spores function which resulted in the revelation that she has some deeper connection to the Myconids than had previously been known. Now calling her Little Sovereign, Lyra's symbiotic entity Swampy seemed to be rather acutely affected by this exposure to the spores and Myconid magic. While Harry and Zalem planned on escaping the circle without the Shadowblades realising, Lyra practised her new powers, and Ember used the knowledge of the gnomes to locate the exact position of more of the caches hidden by the Society of Brilliance. Meanwhile, Bartholomew spent some time with Gook, uh, one of the Svertniblin guides, and together they worked on making him a new amulet. Taking some downtime before the, they made the journey to Blindenstone, the group took this brief opportunity to catch up on sleep while Harry and Bartholomew kept watch. However, those who decided to sleep, found themselves once again in a giant dream, this time taking place amongst the abandoned frost giant encampment far to the north of Nostea. Awakening with the knowledge they gained still fresh in their minds, the team finished preparations for departure, Lyra bidding farewell to her new Myconid friends, while Niles and Bartholomew realised they had past connections of their own. Meanwhile, Ember showed off some impressive illusionary magic, taking the form of Zaylan and impressing her so much, she ended up taking her cloak as well. With the party temporarily split in half, Harry and Zayla making their way to the surface while the rest of the group head down deeper below, we left off last session as the party leave the Zerkwood Forest and make their way across an enormous stone bridge. Now that is where we finished the session last week. Um, currently, uh, Ember is in the disguise of Zaylan, uh, appearing as a... Uh, middle-aged, if she was human, uh, dark elf woman. Uh, long, white hair pulled back into an elegant ponytail. Uh, beautifully constructed, almost chitinous-looking uh, armour. Underneath, a gossamer dark silk cloak. Uh, the silk cloak not being illusionary in this case. Uh, an incredible... I believe it was a 23-year-old ember? For your persuasion check to, to get Zaylan to hand over her cloak, sorry, to borrow, to, to lend her cloak to you. Um, uh, I have uh, created that magic item and added it to your inventory. Um, you may uh, actually attune to it uh, now if you wish. Fantastic, will do. Uh, 
Bartholomew, you're currently riding on the back of Kong Chi at the front of the party. Thrain walking just behind you with the three Sven Nibblin on his shoulders, uh, Gobbledygook yeah. and Noose, uh, looking out across, giving directions. Uh, Lyra and Niles, I kind of imagine you right behind Thrain. Ember, actually, maybe Ember, I think you said you were in the middle. You're trying to keep to the middle of the party. Yeah. So maybe Th- Bartholomew, Thrain, Ember, then Niles and Lyra kind of walking together. As you make your way through the the dense foliage of the Zerkwood Forest, the the dense underbrush of very strange fern-like plants, long coiling tendrils, but the leaves are not green. There's no sunlight down here for them. Instead, any of the plant life that's not fungal in nature is this dark purple red in coloration. And you can see many of the leaves turning and twisting towards any source of light that begins to move towards them. As you, um, oh yeah, go. Just to not miss out on it, because I'm guessing this traveling is taking over the course of maybe like an, an, a couple of hours. Um, through the forest is only about an hour or so before you reach the stone bridge. So I thought I'd just sort of give you guys the, the hour or so journey through the forest before you arrive at the stone bridge. Okay. Well, I'll um, over the course of this hour through the forest and trees, uh, with a bit of I guess help of um, uh, Lyra and Ember, our druids, try to point out a couple of the plants, um, what not to eat, what ones might be alive, um, large floating um, clouds of spores or gigantic entities of plants that are living, and. Uh, trying to help everyone stay alive in the underdark i'm just going to use my um inspiring leader again and give everyone nine temp hp fantastic while you're doing that could i actually get a survival check from ember and lyra you sure can that is a nat 20 nat 20 that's (laughs) and a 25 from lyra (laughs) holy shit the the highest and second highest possible roles you could we have gotten uncover the fucking mithril halls please uh <laughs> as you as you begin moving through the zerkwood forest lyra let's actually yeah let's do you first then we'll deal with the fucking nat 20 of perception of of zone around you ever lyra your connection to swampy and your time with the myconids and the sovereigns i'm going to say during that time with that exposure to the rapport spores with that sense of the hive mind connecting there's still this remnant of that consciousness within you you're not sure whether it's the myconid circle you've left behind whether it's swampy whether swampy has picked up an element of of their own consciousness or whether it's something else entirely but there is this yeah this kind of mind that you can sense within you and that's it feels like the hive mind of the myconids this one's much smaller almost just you and swampy but there's knowledge there knowledge that you have not gained yourself knowledge that seems to have come from the myconids back at the circle you know instinctually a number of the mushrooms and fungal growths that you can see during your travels through the Zerkwood Forest. You don't necessarily know their names, but you know their songs in the Myconid language. Those that are dangerous, those that are helpful, those that are no no interest at all, those that are benign. That knowledge seeps through you to your very core. And as you begin moving along, you trail your hands, you can see the spores almost swirling and responding to your touch moving around you in a way that is unnatural. There's no 
breeze in the Underdark. Temperature differentials from like hotter places deeper down can create these sort of pseudo um, movements of air as the warm air rises from the depths of the core. It kind of displaces the air above it. But these aren't air currents. The spores respond to you as you move through. And you have this sense of connection with them. So much so that I'm actually going to answer that question you asked in uh, the Roll20 chat about looking out for anyone around you. It is a survival check. Um, yeah, you are definitely being followed. It's not something you can see, but more something you can sense. The disturbance in the spores moving through. There are three shapes somewhere on the path behind you and up to the left, moving along a rocky outcropping. But every time you look, there's no sign of them. You can't see anything, but you can still sense this movement. Ember, with a natural 20 for a total of 26. Um, your knowledge of this place isn't one based on experience either. But you do have this incredible improvisational ability to take what knowledge you do have and apply it and use logic and, and rationality. And actually, you've been spending a bit of time studying the Society of Brilliance book too. You've spent a bit of time looking through that. You've actually spent two sections of downtime examining that. So I'm also going to say as well, there's also some hints and, and things you've picked up from that uh, logbook by Davian Hornsorrow, the, the Society of Brilliance uh, member who, who was uh, killed uh, inside his little cache. You recognize a number of the plants here and what you those you don't recognize you can infer a lot of information about them more importantly you can see where these plants have been damaged or moved by creatures or other things moving through the undergrowth and you're able to infer how long ago that was based on like moss pattern growth moss you assume grows even slower down here in the underdark than it does on the surface in the absence of light therefore if this moss has been disturbed with this footprint that footprint is two or three days older than what I would normally see on the surface. You're really able to take that knowledge of what you have and apply it into this brand new environment. More importantly, one of the ferns that you are walking past, when a creature gets really close to it and the carbon dioxide from their breath falls across its leaves, a very faint bioluminescence moves up the stem towards the source of that carbon dioxide pools around whatever part of the plant has been exposed to it. On a ridge, not far behind you, you just catch this in the corner of your eyes. You happen to turn around to, to chat to Lyra or as you as you follow the path of a, a very interesting looking uh, large insect-like creature, uh, almost like a dragonfly flying overhead, but roughly about the size of a, of a human male, about six feet long, massive, massive uh, incandescent gossamer wings fluttering in the, in the gloom. Um, and these massive eyes taking up its entire head with these tiny mandibles in front as you see it sort of buzz overhead and disappear into the gloom. You watch as a patch of these ferns slowly illuminates and then falls back down again in three spots up in the large patch. Oh, so I know something's there. So at this point, I think you said that... So my um your disguise, disguise lasts for lasts 10 minutes was it no it was an, an hour hour, hour. It perfect lasts for an hour so i don't know what timing that works in, it took you guys about 10 oh. minutes to get ready and take off so that's perfect information for me because after 50 minutes of you walking that disguise self is going to drop well 
that's so I imagine that as we were starting to walk I would have shared the plan that Harry and Zaylin had and which was that we were essentially going to camp about an hour away to give them time to to escape so team did we decide that that was a good idea or did we think that was a <clears throat> I say we just whack them like we you know we know that they're probably following us like why okay. put ourselves in a position of like disadvantage potentially so Although, how far are they back how what, amber where where do you see them are they nearby so I'd explain what you said with the bioluminescence and hopefully people, I don't know if you have to do a perception check to see it or anything like that, but with Ember, even with Ember pointing it out, it's very hard to see. Um, but Ember, you're able to describe the spot where you last saw them. Um, it looks like they're keeping a, a good distance from you, roughly about sort of 80 meters or so, keeping a fair distance away. But whenever you move, they move. Whenever you stop, they stop. There's clearly no rush. They are following along at a, at a set distance. Um, okay. So what, a good like two fifty feet ish. Yeah, about two fifty feet. I think is. I think that's about right for the conversion. I'll run it. Okay. Um, I so, think we wait for somewhere that we can force them to come closer, like 60. a corner of um, large rock where we turn around it and wait to whack them there. Uh, Thrain, you're the combat specialist. You would, um, had that sixth sense on the bridge. Ambushing and things is in your blood, right? What do you think? You're muted, uh, Jared. When you're not whispering, it's okay. They're not nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, it was on a different uh, mic. Um, can you hear me now? Yes, yeah. perfectly. Perfect. So yeah, I'll I'll have a quick look around, uh, Owen. Yeah. Is there any? I'm also caught up, FYI. I, I already hey. watched yes. the other episode. Perfect. Uh, yesterday. So I'm perception up. or investigation check, your choice. Yeah, I just want to have a look around and see within at least range if there's any um, very good uh, a- ambush spots. Yeah, I'd actually say then you could do perception or survival if you like. Uh, they they're both four plus. So let's go for it. Let's do survival with them. Um, with- oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I asked the right person. Thank you. Damn! Another natural twenty. Oh my god! Someone's been paying roll twenty off. I'm gonna find out which one of you fuckers it was. Um, Thrain, as you have a bit of a look around, you can see a section up ahead where the Zerkwood Forest actually thins out to form a natural open section. The cavern walls provide protection from above. There's no outcroppings where someone could be hiding to to shoot down at you from above there's really only one or two main exits to this open area it's almost like a side cavern off from this larger open area that then descends down towards the dark lake um think of it almost like a clearing in a forest is the best way to describe it the cavern walls rise up there's a few stalactites and stalagmites but more importantly as you have a bit of a peer through the gloom, you can see that this is an old abandoned campsite. In fact, a brazier stands in the middle of this open clearing. And just behind that brazier is an outcropping of rock, roughly 20, 30 feet high, that you think would provide a really nice area to ambush. More importantly, if you were to light this brazier with a natural 20, denizens of the Underdark are used to the gloom. If you were to provide a bit of light, that may potentially give you a bit of an advantage here. So, so use the brazier to distract, hide behind mm-hmm. an outcropping, 
like, like have the brazier lit up, maybe have one or two of you as bait if you wanted or not. You don't have to use bait, but um, the light would, would hopefully help disguise you and keep you hidden or more importantly, distract your enemies, make it much harder for them to see you. Especially if you could light it suddenly as well in a moment of need. Not enough time to adjust to the uh, the changing light conditions. Not like your eyes. Your eyes have spent many, many years on the surface. These are so, yeah, these I, shadow I blades of drow who've never seen the sun. Ooh, you could do some damage here. Oh, isn't it interesting? Don't we have a literal sun? Drift or globe. Some form of sun. Ember has a drift globe. Yeah. Couldn't that be very interesting to just suddenly illuminate? Um. Anyway, uh, I look at Dream. You're. S- Yes, we we had to set up ambushes and hunt hunting spots in the in the in the frigid north. And I'm having a look around, so I'm sort of like got my sort of puzzling, looking, 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 scanning that over there. Have a look at that. I, I pointed out to everyone. Abandoned campsite. Now the thing that stands out is that there's no nowhere really for them to get a height advantage. They have to come to us. They cannot shoot down at us. We have that rocky outcrop there that we can use for cover other things to to hide ourselves. And we have some magic users. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we can make it seem like we're in camp. We're settling Um, down, maybe do an illusion or two. I know that some of you do these things, not me personally. I'll be there. I'll be the only person at the blazer. I don't care. I'm happy to let them bring in, come in, come closer. That's what I prefer. And then, this when we have them, at... oh, sorry, when we have them, we can we can light the fire. But the drift globe. All of a sudden, these people—they don't—they're not used to sun. They're not used to light like we are. Ah, the drift globe. Good idea, Thrain. Excellent. And then I bash them over the head with my axe. <laughs> I do have some um, buffing. Uh, magic that I had been practicing on some of the other escapees from the slave camps. I can be hidden and use that on you, Thrain, just before combat starts. The spot that he's looking at, um, DM, how far away is it from us? From where you are here, it looks like it's not too far a walk, only like 10 or 15 minutes away. Where you are at the moment, you've been slowly descending down towards the Dark Lake. The gnomes have been leading you down through the Zirkwood Forest, which does thin out towards the edge of the Dark Lake. Over the section of the Dark Lake here, the Dark Lake actually thins out to form almost like a large river. There's a large stone bridge that the gnomes have been leading you to to cross over, Blindenstone being up over the other side of this, almost like a canyon in the Underdark, where the, uh, the Dark Lake separating it. This section, a bit of a ways back from that, it's probably another hour until you reach the stone bridge, but where you are now, let's, I say you've only been walking for about 35 minutes since you left the Myconid Circle. Ember, you know the time's ticking left on your illusionary magic. Um, this area is only like five minutes walk from where you are. Okay, because I want to use when we get close to it, just to make sure there's no shenanigans of anything, just a divine sense bamf across when we see the camp, because it's abandoned. I want to make sure there's no leftover ghostly mm-hmm. spirits there of some sort of people that maybe were murdered, why it's abandoned, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's definitely handy. Fair. But I'll just give it like a, a UVA when we get there, just to double check. I will add a little bit more to the plan. UAV? Yeah, sorry. No, no I'm not surprise is not my cup of tea. You little folk, you you like to surprise. It's okay. It's not my cup of tea. I will smack them with my axe. But 
I would suggest to lure them in with a false sense of security. Um, we make it seem like we set up our tents, our camp. Some of you will pretend to sleep. You know, we can, we can, we gotta be move quick, but you can make it look like there's bodies in tents and bags while you're all hiding behind rocky outcrop with numerous weapons ready to bonk them also on the head with whatever you use. I agree with that. I don't think we should actually be sleeping because that's why we wanted to change this plan. But what you're saying, Thrain, having some rocks in the sleeping sacks. Well, well, the thing is, yes, you hide behind rocks. We want to make it look like we're setting up camp. We want to lure them in with false sense of security. Like they're the ones getting us by surprise. If if they think that, well, they're not going to suspect us to suddenly turn on them with all their might. Well, maybe I'll brew some tea then. Yes, blow some tea. Ah. I'll be standing watch. Maybe we can do like no illusions. We can use, you know, we can make it look like there's bodies in the tents and such. And, and you know, I think this could work. And then, well, look, I'll be honest, I'll be happy to be at the front. It just means that I can get personal with them. They can meet my friend. You can ask some questions with your. Uh, uh, don't ask questions. Why would I do that? I want to. Oh, no, them. no. I, I didn't mean. I was. <laughs> It's a matter of speaking. You ask, you ask them a question. Ha ha ha. I will, I will not do that. The axe is oh. for going. I'm going to smack them with. I'm going to cleave it into their side. Why would they? What? Let's ask let's questions. get going. We don't have much time. Oh. Yes. No. <laughs> this is trivial. Ask questions. I see Silly that questions. It's falling flat. We'll, we'll get there, Dream. Um, I'm <laughs> going to on Kongchi, uh, full pelt Kongchi dashing, try to ride ahead of everyone. Arriving the oh, no. before. Wait, when I see you, better go in haste. No, don't go with haste. We don't want to think. We don't want them to let on to what we've got going. Unfortunately, we're going to go nice and slow. We want them to think that we don't know they're there. True. I was just wanting we need to, to lure them in. Set up the the beds before they see us setting them up. Look, we're going to have to try and be quick with that. Yes, but for now, we can't look like we're in a hurry. We're in a rush. Because they'll catch on some things up. Yeah, so we just need have to, to do take this. A, a leisurely walk. Well, not leisurely. Work with, walk with purpose, but let's not go splinting ahead like we've got, like something is behind us. Uh oh. Okay. I understand trot, the need for haste. A trot shouldn't be too bad of a problem, though, if I simply oh, go a, trot, a, little, yeah, a little bit ahead. No, no, no problem there. At, at least that might give me even just a minute or two to lay the beds out, chuck some things yeah, in. Yeah, no, by means, out of out of game context, I thought you were, like, sprinting there. No, no, no. Going I was going trot. to, but you bring up a good point. Uh, a trot forward is definitely much more nonchalant, subtle. We want to be, we want to be like, casual. Walk, walk with purpose, of course, but, like, casual-ish, if you know what I mean. We want to lure them in. Okay. We want them well, to think they're the ones... If we were setting up a camp, I might be doing this anyway, so I will go yeah. and just no, no, 100%, uh, yeah. go for grab it. some sleeping bags from you guys, yep. um, chuck them on the sort of side saddles, hang them over Kong Chi, and then just a slight trot to try to and, like double my distance uh, of your guys' normal walking speed. Yeah. What I will say, just make it look like, take Niles or something with you, just because uh, we want to make it look like we're taking this seriously, you know, you don't go by yourself. Yes, this is a fine place to make camp. I, I, say, I say slightly more audible. If, if Nick Niles wants to fly beside me, what I'm going to do is once I've grabbed the bags and start trotting over, I'm going to, to the best of my acting abilities, yeah. pretend to be sort of surveying the land, looking out for dangers. If I could do a performance. You bet yeah. you can. I was going to ask for one anyway, <laughs> so can, let's can, go. Can I, can I assist him? Because I feel like I'd be, I would be with him and also doing the same thing. 
I'll get one oh, from no, each oh, of you. Yes. I'll get one from each of you. That's we'll a... take an average. Because it's oh, not so no, much that you're helping bad. his performance, it's that you're also performing as well. Just bad role, but thankfully I'm an amazing actor. 15. <laughs> um, 15. Oh, you know, you know me, I'm the very, very good. I have a... That's right. Everyone's starting tonight with a natural 20, apparently. Hey! 17. Let's not go! Bad. That's Let's actually go. not half bad. Uh, the average good. of that is 16 between the two of you. Um, that is not Thank bad you. at all. As... Uh, as you jump onto the back of Kong Chi, gathering up everyone's supplies, looking around, doing a, a, a bit of a show, Bartholomew, of examining the land, looking ahead. Uh, Niall sort of flying above, occasionally coming down to report to you. In actual fact, just being like, oh, hello, I'm, I'm coming back down again for a moment, so it looks like I'm reporting, and then going back up again. Yeah. Um, the two of you together kind of like creating this illusion, let's say, this uh, this performance of surveying and looking for a safe campsite. Um when you get down towards the base of this open clearing, Bartholomew, you let off a divine sense. There are no celestials, uh, fiends, or undead within range of this divine sense. Um, this is not hallowed ground. As you arrive in the campsite and have a bit of a look around, much as I described before, you can see this was once a camp that has been long abandoned. A rusted brazier sits in the middle of some bioluminescent fungi, forming a bit of a, a border around it with a large stone outcropping, probably about 20 feet away from the, the brazier in the middle of the clearing. Uh, and I'm going to bring okay. you all across to a map. Um, I'll do that, what I've mentioned of but when we're about 60 feet away to make sure that we're not going to get strangled by some sort of shadow or jumped by some sort of ghost. Uh, no, um, no hallowed ground, no uh, celestials, fiends or undead. Okay, perfect. To your knowledge of divine sense. And uh, Niles are still coming up good for me. Niles are still with you. Okay, okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have pre-lit the brazier. Uh, if you uh, if you do not want to, please let me know. Put it out. But I did I did light it just for the purposes of this map. We could probably do a, a um, small little flame, just something that's you yeah. said they're scared of the light. We don't want it to be too bright at this stage. No, yes, anyway, cool. yeah. Something that looks oh. like we're trying to hide our position. Hey, look, still have a wildfire druid, I'm sure, would you know, <laughs> make it burn quite low, and then mm. if needed, foof. Yeah. For yeah. continuity's sake, it is going to be put out while me and Niles are setting up, just yeah. so that there's nothing seen from a distance. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so the, the area where you are, as, as I described before, is in a bit of an open cavern area. The pathway where you've come from is to the south. You're heading currently north, uh, as this pathway shows. Um, the pathway continues on towards the northeast of where you are, and you can see that stone outcropping uh, probably about, yeah, 20, 30 feet away from the edge of the, uh, the brazier. Um, just in case, as we are setting up, uh, I, I think that Niles may be better at me than this. Um, so I'm just going to... Okay, uh, Niles, I'm going to set up the beds just in case something bad did go down here. Do you want to have just a quick look around, make sure there's nothing left over at the campsite? Oh, yes. That's we, fine. we don't want to be walking into... Say someone else is doing the exact same trap that we're doing, oh, bandits, yes. and we sort of turn into some sort of turducken-type trap. Um, oh, no. A trap inside a, a, an ambush. Um, as I'm going to sort of set up, hoping maybe some sort of like an investigation. Mine, that's trash. Perception like or to... investigation? So we'd like, I would not like to befall uh, that fate that our other avian friends have. A turducken? That sounds terrible. My goodness. Whispers uh, of an old... I'd say it's actually a children's story that Arakoka and Alan <laughs> tell um, of a... Uh, 
a cursed Arakokra um, that was uh, cursed by a, uh, a very powerful and evil. Uh, oh, what's the the uh, what's the? It is a jinn, isn't it? If it's a um, an air genie, I think they're jinns. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a jinn. Yeah, we wished for wished for the um, the abilities of all of the best flyers and was cursed with the uh, the, the form of a Tadukan. Um, horrific cautionary tale about asking jinns for anything in a wish and not wording your wishes carefully. Horrifying. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Uh, 12 perception nights. Um, despite your eyes being well adjusted to the gloom at this stage and given your owl and heritage, there doesn't seem to be any particular dangers down here that stand out to you. This open clearing at the edge of the Zirkwood Forest has few of the large mushroom um the wooden mushroom stalks rising up high above. In fact, this area is pretty clear. And as you have a bit of a brief scan, looking over it with your piercing gaze, you don't see any traps. You don't see any sign that anyone's been here in a, in a very, very long time. Um, the brazier, as I said before, is quite rusted and broken. With a bit of a closer look, you can see that there's actually no wood left in it. It's just ash and dust. This has not been used in a, in a very, very long time. This campsite definitely seems to be long abandoned and, and misused um cool doesn't seem ah, to yeah, be anything it's bad a, it, it appears unused uh Gumbass. i think it's okay. uh I think it's okay good 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 um and i guess we'll just wait for everyone else to arrive i think I, I, I start brewing tea brilliant perfect uh back with lyra ember and Thrain. as the three of you carry on Ember and Lyra, with your insane survival checks from before, you can see, Lyra, um, that sense of disturbance in the spores. One of the figures has moved ahead outside of the range of, of where you can sense. It's quick, almost instantaneous. Ember, your connection to the natural magics of the world, your connection to the wildfire gives you a very, uh, not not like a, a sorcerer's kind of connection to the weave, but it does give you a bit of a sense of when the weave is being manipulated around you. And in that sudden moment, you can sense a sudden pulse of magic coming from one of the figures, and then a similar pulse of magic about 60 feet up ahead. Almost instantaneously, one after the other. Okay, well, I turn around to uh, Thrain and be like, Thrain, did, did you notice any movement up ahead? Thrain, um, with I... your check from before, you can see Bartholomew and Niles heading down and setting up camp, but there's nothing. There's no... You can't see anyone. There's no signs of any uh, visible disturbance. I cannot say nothing, but I trust your intuition. Okay. Be I careful. think they split up into uh, two small groups. I think there's still two behind us following, but... So let's I keep believe. moving. Let's keep moving forward. Mm. Don't cess. It just means we get to go to the fun sooner. But admittedly, um, the other two that went ahead, they're trotting along, so they weren't too. They shouldn't be too far ahead of us. We're obviously behind them, trying to keep pace. So. Oh, a, a, a trotting horse! You would be surprised. It is not that easy to walking pace. Keep up with a trotting horse. There's a reason why people use horses. I will say this travel. though. Admittedly, <laughs> this is the underdark. Yeah. This would be fairly. Wouldn't be they wouldn't be just an open paddock or field. No, or, uh, but track. luckily, um, a Firev uh, has the cloven back feet 
of a deer and the front clawed paws of a fox, uh, not the hooves of a uh, of a horse. Much the more able to traverse. <laughs> Much more able to traverse <laughs> the difficult terrain of the Underdark. A horse would struggle. Even like even even I think um, most other. Uh, solid hoofed animals would have a bit of a tough time here. Mules, um, donkeys, things like that. But the the way that deer sort of hooves kind of work is you've got these toed hooved feet, much more able to nimbly move through uneven terrain. Okay. Having been in the... uh, Oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, having been in the Underdark, I I think Niles... um, Sorry, not Niles. um, Bartholomew would definitely know this. I, I don't think it's metagaming, having been a slave of the Duragar to assume I would know what a strider is. They're spider mounts that they ride, the, the giant spiders with enlonged legs that are um, known for leaping gorges. More than, more than happy to share with you that you heard stories of people chased down by the striders. It was a threat used if you would ever, if you would ever escape, you would be chased down by striders and handed over to the drow. Yeah. Which was very so much implied say, to be a fate worse than what you were going through. <laughs> needing things that have spider climbing, um, riding lizards, stuff like that. Horses just don't cut it. Okay. So yeah, um, but yeah, with what Ember said though, I would just say, uh, just be be ready for anything. Ember? No, no so I wouldn't say that because um, he's that person at the moment. Um, I love the I idea of Thrain said. forgetting the name of the, yeah. <laughs> the NPC in it's this true, moment. It's true, but Thrain just, would just forget. I'm just Thrain rocked up. Give me something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I would say, just keep your hand on on the drift club. Be ready for anything. Nice. Let's keep going at a nice pace. Perfect. As the, oh yeah, you go, Larry, please. I was just gonna say with that. Um, you know, the enemy that sort of suddenly teleported sort of forward. From her knowledge of face step, does it feel like more of a face step kind of teleport or like a, a blinky kind of deal? Or Ooh, Could you make me an arcana check, please, Lyra, as you try and apply your knowledge of magic to this oh, situation? Oh. That's a five. You um, you're pretty <laughs> sure, you're pretty sure whatever it was, they just, they did inherently. They, they're not... Cool. They're not just powerful spellcasters. Magic flows through their veins, and they can just do stuff that you can't even imagine. These guys got special powers, man. They got special powers. They they got special special yeah. mushroom powers. You've got special mushroom powers, but they also have special dark powers. And they got special under dark powers. Yeah, and and this like you're only just starting to realize the scope of your powers. What can these other people do? Who oh knows? My. Who yeah, knows? Steel is He's like, swampy uh, and shillelaghs. She's scared. She's Tim's like, Tim's like right behind you on alert, like fungal face <laughs> turned up towards the sky, trying to see, or the cavern of the roof, uh, the roof of the cavern, oh, trying to see. Driver. These were like assassin dryad. That would be dope. Just like tree striding through the Zerkwood. Mm. That'd be pretty well, sick, wouldn't it? Niles is just brewing the best cup of Earl Grey's ever. <laughs> like, Excellent incredible. suggestion. Second best oh. after Yorkshire Gold, so I applaud you of your taste in tea. Um, Indeed. As the three of you pick up the pace a little bit, Lyra somewhat nervously, Thrain somewhat excitedly, yeah, Ember yeah. somewhat cautiously. <laughs> um, as the three of you catch up to the campsite, Niles, by this point, how long does it take you to brew a pot of, pe- pot of tea? Probably two minutes. Oh. Three minutes, minutes stops yeah, yeah, yeah. to get the fire going. Do you, do, do you have like all these different like instruments to pass it through? Oh, like... uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Actually, Niles is a bit of actually, 
That's a good. That is a good thing, actually. So one of the things the aristocracy shares with its inspirational civilization roots from our world Mm -hmm. um, is the drinking of tea, as Nas has brought up. Um, Very much based on kind of the many of the Eastern cultures that have a very almost like ritualistic relationship with the serving of tea for guests, the serving of tea for for special people. There is a ritual involved with the preparation of tea. And it is one of those things where there's many different ways to do it depending on the environment and depending on the situation. I'm going to say, Niles, knowing where you are and what's going on, you're not doing the full involved ritual. And probably for Niles as well, that's less of an obligation that he would feel. But there are still parts of you, the parts that look down on people who don't prepare tea, properly and you know how to prepare tea properly i mean oh, yeah. you, you know how to prepare it exceptionally well. sure. and so this you pull is out very the little um, of, yeah i guess this is in context what we're currently speaking of it, it where we are currently has no relevance goliaths what do they drink tea do they drink coffee do they have their own special brew like what do they do they just drink alcohol uh goliaths goliaths (laughs) are well known that's a good question goliaths are well known for their mead um there is a species of bee which actually lives up in the far north um in these very very tightly formed hives which actually grow they're built under the snow and they create this honeycomb lattice around the outside to maintain heat and warmth for the hive um, there's many, many different types of flowers um, that grow in the north, but the most um, prolific uh, is the frost lily, which grows even in the coldest of climates. They survive blizzards, snowstorms, an avalanche can roll over a field of frost lilies, and in six months' time, when the snow thaws, they're there, perfectly preserved with no problems at all. Um, the honey that is drawn from these is incredibly sweet and is used to make quite potent meads that the Goliaths drink. Apart from that, beer obviously is a staple, many other types of, um, of spirits, but in terms of sort of non-alcoholic drinks, um, I'd say probably it's infusions of like- baby. No, no, it wouldn't be all alcoholic. They'd, they'd be like infusions <laughs> of things like a ginger root infused, um, not not like tea, because like green leafy teas do not grow in the North, not like other, like no, especially no adapted plants grow. So we're more sort of talking like ginger roots or, or um, bark maybe like a willow bark tea for for pain or for things like that so like a medicinal style um situation but i guess their meads would actually be kind of more methylglins more like so, spiced meads in that case it'd be so bare bones to be like put it in water boil it drink it well actually like, it, the goliaths the goliaths only ever create drinks out of snow so they use because the, because the, there's a there's a belief that oh, yeah. it, it's not it's not pure unless it's been touched by frost especially the frost goliaths those of the frost giant heritage it has to have been frozen as ice specifically and ideally sea ice because once it's been frozen as sea ice the salt has all been drained out of it so it's it's a very pure fresh water um Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Just dropping some fucking <laughs> extended <laughs> lore of the Goliaths. But yeah, I'd say probably like ginger root teas. Um, and, and the Goliaths would be able to trade with Drifthaven. I mean, they would also have access to uh, other things like cocoa. I mean, you would have had a very rare treat for Goliaths because it's only obtained by trading and it would be pretty expensive to get cocoa up north. But a hot cocoa is one of those treats that Goliath children absolutely are obsessed oh, they would love with. it. Yeah. Especially in the depths cool. of winter. Yeah. Uh, Sorry so for the sidetrack. No, no, no. Good question. No, I'm um, always happy for, for deep, uh, deep lore questions where I can just um, <laughs> have a quicker side about a, a <laughs> color. Because otherwise we won't. Who, who is ever going to like, how are we ever going to find this information out otherwise? Exactly. To be honest? Like, unless you head up to the, the, the Frost Goliaths. Oh, and, hello. 
As everyone begins arriving to the camp and information sort of being shared in hush whispers. Yeah. You said there's two in front, two behind. Uh, one in front, two behind. There were three following. One in. One sort of, but you guys don't know this only. unless unless the unless when the group arrive, they quickly share that with you. That well, that's what I was checking. Like, I'm, I'm assuming we would be like whispering, like what e each of us knows, making sure that we're staying like in communication. Um, to to everyone in a hush whisper. Didn't we thought think there was at least about ten of them? Isn't that what the case was? Why is there only three? I'm assuming that the others may have followed. Harry, smaller potentially. group? Yeah, think maybe they bring a larger group to handle more individuals. This makes no sense. It's hard to tell, to be honest. As I said, like they may have split themselves up, but I'm not sure. They group, split themselves into groups of uh, group three, like three different groups. Sorry, uh, you know the section that's come off with us, a section to follow. Um, Harry and Co, and then maybe a section staking out the Mikeyman like, village in case they're hidden away. Never left. Okay, that makes sense, Lara. Sorry, just. Hopefully. Am my pessimism getting the be best of me? At this point, Nas, uh, you're, you've finished preparing the tea over a carefully prepared kettle, carefully prepared stand over the brazier. You're making sure the fire doesn't get too hot. You don't want to burn the tea. Yeah, that's all. And as you begin handing around hot cups of, uh, of tea, carefully prepared, perfectly brewed, and nicely stewed, um, what would you guys like to do? I, I, I give you full access to the map to position yourselves where you'd like to position yourselves to do what you'd like to do. Now, the rocky thing you were talking about... Just back behind to the north here. It's, uh, it's an outcropping of rock rising from the cavern floor up about 20 feet. Um, and then it plateaus off. There's actually a flat top to it as well. Um, it's not super... Um, there's not a huge amount of area on top of it, probably only about like 30 by 20. It's not massive. And it's quite uneven and quite uh, quite unstable at the top. You can see where this section probably was once a, a massive stalactite joined to the uh, joined up to the ceiling with a, with a matching stalagmite. But the one above seems to have crumbled and smashed down, taking out most of this one and rolling then down the hill towards the dark lake. You can even see that the track that's been created by this massive falling rock um, to create this sort of plateau-like structure above. Okay, well, below the plateau, I'm going to um, come over and give a, a, a whistle for Kong Chi just to sort of take the, um, like, waiting uh, for something to begin and just defending themselves um, sort of notion. Uh, so they're just going to take the dodge action and just sort of nibble on the mushrooms over there. Fantastic. As Kongchi moves over to a, la a rather large patch of um, sort of very gently glowing phosphorescent mushrooms, um, in amongst them are more of those ferns that seem to sort of very gently glow with the exposure to carbon dioxide. Kongchi seems to prefer those to the mushrooms, having a bit of a nibble on those and um, giving them a good chew at the back of uh, back of their mouth before sort of looking back up at you keeping an eye out and then taking another careful bite. Okay. Um, yeah, Lara does bring up a good point. When we were arriving, did we pass through this southern entrance here and that the cobwebbed thing to the west? Yeah, yeah. So the, the pathway that you guys took rushing in, um, Niles' perception check wasn't quite enough to, to spot this from the air and given that you were sort of trotting past quite quickly, Bartholomew. Um, yeah. But Lyra, Ember and Thrain, yeah, um, 
off towards the west as because as, as you're approaching from the south as you as you begin heading towards the north you can see a section of tunnel that actually drops away almost straight down for about 10 meters before slowly almost curving into a more horizontal looking tunnel below that goes out of sight uh, heading uh, even more towards the west dense patches of spiderweb fill it and you can see some soft glowing mushrooms at the very bottom of this tunnel it doesn't look like it's been used in a while. There's actually no spiders that you can see from here. There's also nothing in the webs. The webs look quite old and disused. So the webs are sort of on the dusty side? On the dusty side. Um, well, with Kongchi over there, I will just bring up... Um, well, I need to go and uh, take a leak. Anyone want to come help me? Um, uh, I'll stay put. <laughs> I really um, badly need a leak. I'm going to need a couple of people's help here. I'm, I will. Uh, I'll keep watch in case. Well, not. No. Oh, I'll keep watch. Amber, it looks like that's your your job. <laughs> yes. If, yeah, look, it's best safe. While, while I'm going to the toilet. Excuse me. What did you call me, Lyra? Amber. No, that's not. Oh Amber. shit. <laughs> No, no, I've had enough. No, 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 Lara, Lara, I've had enough from you today. Our people, you go do what you need to do over in the bushes there. And Lara, I think you need to uh, have a bit of a break. Why don't you go with them? Me and the big man here, he can uh, stand around the fire and uh, wait till you get back. I'm definitely going to need two people watching me on either side while I go and take a piss. Yes, yes, our person, go, go do as you wish. Thank you. And I'll start walking up past the mushroom okay. tree for that raised area. Raise up, boss! I need a performance really need check. I'm, I'm in a hurry. I need a performance check from Ember. Um, it is not going to be at disadvantage given Lyra's comments, only because your actual performance was fucking amazing, Sai. Nine. <laughs> no. It's not so much that your performance okay. suffers. It's more... The awkward pauses as Lyra continually calls you Ember, and then Niles calls you Ember, and then they both realize and have to kind of bail out. And then the desperation which Bartholomew goes, I really need help peeing. <laughs> I tried to salvage it. It's, I mean, Ember, you're, you really are trying to sell this, but hey, like you know this is going to be a tough sell already. This this is rough. And and it's not that your performance is particularly lacking in any way. It's 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 you did the best with what you had it's just that it's, a, it's not easy to to draw that into a, <laughs> a reliable and fair narrative to explain that um no that's absolutely fine uh, as you call that out bartholomew uh you and uh niles and lyra uh make your way around the outcropping i'm guessing yeah i'll yeah. make my way up to that you said it was like a raised plateau looking over the campsite yeah exactly right um lyra you bringing tim with you yeah, oh, no, actually, she might leave Tim with um, Thrain and Ember, just, you know, if they, um, and just sort of, like, maybe before she leaves, just sort of give him, like, standing orders to defend the um, the party members should they be attacked. Done. Easy. Perfect. As the three of you head off around the back of the the rocky outcropping, um, Nazmi, I mean, you just fly around or even on top if you wanted, I guess. Yeah. Um, Bartholomew, well, you said you are going to try and climb up the side and, uh, and get to the top. Can I <laughs> yeah. please grab a super quick athletics or acrobatics check? Your choice. Uh, no problem. So I'm just making sure that 
plans are in motion. Um, yep, that's fine. Uh, okay. Yeah, How bad can it be? Exactly, 21. Scramble up very, very deftly using your, your very, um, very strong muscular upper body to sort of pull yourself into position and then your claws uh, on your legs to help provide that like, grip on the stone as you clamber up the side of this rock. Um, alrighty. Um, Rain and Ember. Oh yeah, Ember. So as they're walking off, just because I'm conscious of the fact that I might be having to fight someone really soon, um, where the the um, oh, what do you call it? Over the fire. You said there was a, um, a the brazier boiler, underneath it. A brazier. Sorry, yeah, brazier. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, summon because I mean I know that I normally have him out quicker anyway, but he does do damage technically when he first comes out, so. I'm going to summon him in the middle of that, so that way he's kind of hidden inside of there, and it would just look maybe as like a little burst of flame underneath. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Could I get? Because um, uh, Flicker does have stats. Could I get a quick? Mm. Could I get a quick stealth check from Flicker? Or a quick. Uh... Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Because normally yeah. what I've I mean, depending he summons on how you want when to you work create it. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but uh, don't, don't worry about a self check. Actually, that's a really good point. Um, don't worry he about also a self check. Does the instant transmission stuff as well, which yeah, depending on how you want to do it. No, so. that's fine. Keep keep flicker as is. We'll have flicker sort of be hiding in the flames, ready to pop yep. out when needed and, and when summoned. Perfect. Perfect. Alrighty. As um, oh yeah, for the bridge, I'm not sure what the other two are going to do, but I'm going to quickly whisper when we get to the top. Um, just have something um, at the at the ready. I, I'm not sure if you have any darts from um, the trainings in the temples, and I'm not sure what magic you have, Lyra. Uh, but I'm just going to have uh, the command spell um, prepared. Cool. Uh, so plan ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to cast iron. Is that where you get out a large iron thing and <laughs> smash someone with it? Precisely. Yeah, ah, fantastic. Very astute of you. Incredible. And we've all seen that meme by this point. Yeah, uh, yeah that's why I did it. Alrighty. Ember and Thrain. When your companions move away out of sight, it's pretty quiet and calm and peaceful. Do we have the gnomes with us? Yeah, the gnomes are on your back, Thrain, unless you sent them with uh, the ah. others. Um, I was probably, yeah, as I sort of sit down, I bring out my axe and I start sharpening it. You hear from behind you. Good to have it in my hand. You hear from behind you. I was, about uh, to, I was actually about to say to him. Gobbledy going. Little ones, little ones, I'm sure you're very aware. I would get off my back. I think things are going to go down. So I'm saying this pretty light under my my breath. We were thinking about fading um, away and the mushrooms just over to the side. Yeah. If you get into trouble, we'll try and help. But um, Get to I, some safety. If combats, you want to throw some things at them, go yeah. ahead. I don't care. You, but I would suggest getting to safety, little ones. You two go ahead. Uh, I, I got some advice for the big one. Watches Gook and Noose nod and then scramble over and begin hiding themselves in the mushrooms just near Kong Chi. Um, Gobbly pauses for a second and then turns back to you. The thing about Drow is Trixie. Bullets of magic. Really powerful, creative, illusionary style magic. Don't let their blades cut you, they're poisoned. I look at, um, I don't, yeah, I sort of look at him. Look, I'll be honest, it's probably going to happen. I'm one at the front. It's uh, so, it is what it is. In that case, uh, try not to get cut too many times. You're a big fella. Probably take a few to take you down. 
Uh, we'll see. And as he's talking to me, he starts seeing like this like smile start crossing my face. Just I'm getting really giddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, one. Oh, sorry. I thought my headset was down. I just realized we don't have Harry, so I only gave five people the nine temporary hit points. The sixth one, I'm going to give that to Flicker, nine temp HP. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Great. Do I have any temp HP? Just, just so I don't know yeah. if actually. Okay, you cool. I haven't, I'd have noted that down. Inspiring so leader. Do that. Which sure, direction do that you said the gnomes are going, Owen? They're going to head oh, over no. to Kong Chi, hiding in the, uh, the mushroom forest over in the. I might, depending yeah. on Thrain's here as well, like I'm saying. Thrain, we do have a source of fire here to scare them off. Do you think maybe if I give them the Drift Globe and command it from a second point, it might work when they turn away from the flame to blind them from two directions? I sort of nod. Don't say nothing else, I just agree with you. I think it's good. Gobbly's about to walk away, pauses, looks back and goes, Drift Globe, I feel like I've heard of that before. It's a... It's a object that shines light, eh? That's it. Just hold on to this. I should be able to command it. You're only going to be about 60 feet, 60 feet away. Can so, you You can actually... Oh, wait. Do you have to attune to it? You can just tell them the command a word and they can do it themselves. Yeah. Just, no, um, I mean... just, just close your eyes when you do it. Don't. It's going to hurt you a lot. Your eyes. I, so I will careful. absolutely do that. I think I'll wrap piece of fabric around my head too, just in case. Well, this is going to be fun. Alrighty, so Ember, I'm gonna I have this as a, I'm gonna have this almost like as a prepared action. So what would you like the trigger to be? When Gobbledy sees X, he will activate the Drift Globe for Sunbeam, right? Or for Sunlight. So the way that I'd like- Sunbeam? Does it have Sunbeam? I don't have Sunbeam, <laughs> Sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> If it looks like they're starting to get maybe aggressive and then turn towards that direction or look around that area to then just do it, or if then they start hearing a commotion as fire's breaking out to then light it up. Either, either or. Bam. Yep. Okay, perfect. I, uh, yep, I'll do that. They will absolutely do that. Brilliant. Um, Gobbly rushes over and joins Gook and Noose hiding in the mushrooms nearby. Interestingly, they are very, very good at disappearing when they need to. In fact, even knowing the direction they ran from, you have a very hard time seeing where they could be hiding in this patch of, of mushrooms, these bioluminescent fungi. They are just gone. You're really hoping they're still there. <laughs> As a little bit of time passes, about two minutes, then three minutes, then five minutes, nothing seems to happen. There's no sudden appearance, no ambush, no nothing. And right as you sort of begin to think, maybe nothing is going to happen in the future. Out of almost the darkness itself, the shadows themselves, approaching the brazier from the southwest of where you are, from a very darker section of the cavern wall, a figure strides towards you. A long cloak made of a very light, grey, silvery, almost spider silk-like weave not dissimilar from the one you're wearing, Ember, but a bit lighter than yours. Yours is a much sort of darker black. Strides a male dark elf, dressed in overlapping strips of this shadowed leather armor, wielding what looks like a very small hand crossbow on his wrist, hair shaved on the sides, but a white peak 
almost like a mohawk across his head, hidden half under the hood, which he pulls back as he begins appearing out of the shadows. And on his face, you can see tattoos, two lines running from his forehead down towards his eyes. And then as they hit the eyes, pulling back towards the lower cheek, these dark purple tattoos on a light, almost lilac colored skin. As he appears out of the darkness and begins striding towards you, you can see him cocking his head curiously. And he pauses, probably about 40 feet, 50 feet away from the edge of the fire. As he looks towards you, turns his head a little bit, turns again as he looks at you. So you do not recognize me? Hmm. Interesting. Then you are not Zaylan, simply wearing her form. We were right to split up. Who are you? Why would you risk your life for a fugitive drow? Speak quickly, and you may still live through this. At that point, I kind of turned to Thrain and say, well, okay. And I... At this point, I'm assuming I have maybe minutes left for the illusion to be on anyway. You still have probably um, like 10 minutes or so, but yeah, oh, okay. like it's, you know it's sort of like... Yeah, I'd probably just at that point be like, ah, oh, well, sorry, I can't really see you there, but uh, I, as you might have already heard, I'm Ember. And as I say that... Yes, I heard well, your little slip up from your companions. We already had our suspicions. Where is the real Zaylan? Well, that is why we're hoping to get your attention. Maybe we can trade or we can do something. You know, up in the north where I'm from, it's rude to come to a campfire and not join us. At least join us while we speak. I do not yet know if I can trust you, strangers. You've already tried to deceive me once. Come, I am willing to trade. Zaylan. In exchange well, for your lives? At least, come sit, talk. We shall talk, converse, have some food, have some ale. Us he's... on the hill was seeing him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's visible in the in the shadowed gloom. Um, uh, not, e- not even just the fact that Drow are how Drow are, but um, in a royal court, uh, probably a lot of assassins. Can I do an investigation check to see if he's even real? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, investigation or perception check, your choice. Sort of see if it's an illusion. Because that was very confident of him. To very brazen. Um, I would also like... Yeah, I would also like to maybe roll a perception because I'm really mm. curious to know where the other two have gone. And see yeah. If I can see. yeah, she's thinking there's probably an ambush coming from some direction. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Niles and Lyra, would you like to both roll me perception checks? While the figure takes two steps closer to the fire... Ember and oh, train. actually, no. Fuck Shit. a investigation check, trying to look through illusion. Um, I'm just going to straight up use a third divine sense and see if this thing triggers as good or evil or just nothing. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, as you as you oh, trigger divine good. sense. Bartholomew, there's nothing coming from this thing. I fucking knew it. <laughs> as the figure <laughs> takes figure takes two or three steps towards the campfire, but comes no closer. Ember and Thrain. Uh, Niles, you're not sure. It looks looks like a real person. Mm. Seems like a real I, person. I am going to hush to whisper to the two next to me. Um, it's he's, yeah. he's not real. He's, he's watching from somewhere. That's some sort of misleading magic. 
Lyra? The is very confident. Because I know that we're, I know that we're talking about all the illusion stuff, but yeah. because because we were talking about illusions and this, I did get warned by yeah. Um, one of the gonna make me a perception check, Thrain. Well, I was just literally just gonna yeah have some jerky. I'm gonna toss jerky and see if he catches it or if it goes right through it. Nice. Okay, as you as you do that, can I get you to roll me a? I'm guess I guess this would be like a athletics or acrobatics check because you're trying to toss it so I'm that just, he can't I'm dodge just... it, right? You're trying to get it so that he has to catch it or it hits him. Oh yeah, okay, that's because it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing. Um, Lyra, yeah. right. the edges okay, of this man are shimmering slightly. The shadows aren't quite right. Uh, you can see that the lights aren't aren't quite lining up properly. His face is is too almost like global illumination settings are turned right up. There's no directional shadows on his face. This dude's <laughs> yeah. CG. I sorry, I mean this dude's an illusion. <laughs> um, more, not yeah. so much looking at him. She's sort of more thinking. Oh, is there someone else around? Sort of showing themselves. Yeah. She's thinking that someone's probably sneaking up on them from somewhere. Yeah, seventeen. As you have a bit of a look around, you can't see any figures, but you know, given that this is an illusion, there must be there must be others coming from nearby. Like th- there have to be. But you you can't see them. You can't hear them. There's no signs of them at all from what you can see. Thrain uh, twenty four. You just fucking just lob it's an athletics too so it's not like you're doing this like carefully on the head you just grab a piece of jerky go, here have some jerky and peg it at him um the drow goes to move out of the way he does try to dodge but he's not quick enough as you throw this with a 24 you watch <laughs> as the jerky passes right through his shoulder disappearing into the gloom he sort of the pauses for a some jerky at him <laughs> yeah you watch as the illusion pauses looks down and looks up and goes ah Maybe this is going to be a bit more interesting than I thought. Hmm. Well, I thought I thought the drill would. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a letdown, really, eh? So <laughs> I stand up now. I uh, have my axe, sort of. I, let, look, all illusions of, are off now, pretty much. We all know sort of where this is going. Well, Zaylen. you may as well show yourselves. I talk a bit louder. Call out. There's no response. The illusion sort of looks around. And then smiles and goes, "Oh, you can't see them." That's a shame. At this point, can I see any of those plants that are still moving around, like the the bioluminescence or anything like that? Unfortunately, I... out of the forest, this section much less plant life all around you. There are no dense patches of ferns. Only a few smaller patches around the the phosphorescent uh, fungi, but no signs of any of those glowing or changing color from where you are. As the the drow sort of like smiles a little bit and looks back towards you, goes, "We were talking about a trait, Zaylin. For your lives, seems fair. You will not get a better deal this night. Well, how can we trust you when you won't even appear in front of us? How can I trust you when you have already thrown an object at me? Lucky I did have an illusion. Who knows what that might have been." Oh, please. You drow, you're all the same. We all know how this works. You know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Please, don't be so coy. I am being as honest as you deserve. Zaylin, now, this is your last warning. Do you even know who it is that you are trying to help? What crime she has committed? Surface dwellers... 
You do not want to get caught up in our affairs. Give us Aelin. Um, when he's talking about crime, she's committed stuff like that. Um, I've been lied to enough as well. Uh, can I do an insight check? On him? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. see if he's actually cool. lying yeah. about Zealand. Are there actually like... any crimes? Is this guy just trying to like... Yeah, trying to manipulate us a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't have a good insight, but it just you know, you know, Zaylin told you that she was on the run from the Shadow Blades, um, and had been for some time, but she didn't really yeah. go into too much detail why. I know negotiation tactics. I'm just bad at reading people. <laughs> uh, what was your role? I haven't seen it come up yet. Sorry. Oh, 18 though. Hey, 18. Nice. Not too bad. Bartholomew. You don't get the sense he's lying. He believes that Zaylin has committed crimes. And as you kind of watch his behavior and his body language, this doesn't seem like some thug hired to kill. He's trying to communicate, albeit using an illusion, but he's not attacked instantly. Zaylin seemed to hint that you would be immediately attacked or that she yeah. would be immediately killed. But he hasn't actually... Okay, with a, with an 18, if they wanted Zaylin dead, they could have asked for a body too. Didn't. He said, hand Zaylin over. You don't get the sense from his words, from how he's phrasing things. You don't get the sense that he just wants her dead. And you don't get the sense he's lying. From his perspective, she has committed crimes. He genuinely believes that. And he, he genuinely is using a lot of his patience right now, talking to Thrain <laughs> and Ember. But um, it makes sense on my side because he doesn't know where she is, so he's just trying to get information. He's not going to be able to get information from us if we're dead. I shoot a glance at, at Bart and I sort of go, maybe we should hear what he has to say. No, he's lying. This is all... This is all just him. He He's lost. He doesn't have a trail and he's trying to pick it back up. This is bullshit. They could have killed us at any time. No, but that's the point. If they've lost the trail, you try to pick up back the trail. If you're trying to get the mother of a creature, you'll take the child hostage and torture it. Um, this is just him trying to find out where Zaylin is. There's no niceness here. Bartholomew. The kind of people in the Underdark. How quiet are you being with Nars right now? Pretty quiet, I'd say. I'm probably getting a little annoyed. because um, oh. I <laughs> I'd love, I'll try to be quiet, but um, I there's would a bit of love a deception check. I think of, um, be the remembering the, the Durga, I think, when he asks like, maybe they're just nice and I'm like, No one here is nice, they're all a bunch of I'd I'd love a I'm gonna say it's a deception check to kinda of keep your Forever voice down. Just wanna know how uh, how loud you're being. That's a natural yeah. one. Um, as you, as you sort of like have a bit of a rant to Niles, Ember and Thrain, you can't, you can't hear Bartholomew having a bit of a rant off in the corner. There's, there's sounds, faint sounds of, of wordless noise coming from beyond the, the thing. The, the echo of the cavern, the way it's arranged is... Do we realize that it's definitely probably our compatriots? Oh, it sounds like Bartholomew's voice. You just can't make out exactly what he's saying. But importantly, you watch as the draft figure cocks his head and then turns towards the outcropping and calls out, I am not bullshitting. She has committed crimes. And 
We have more. It's not just me and my small group. There are many of us looking for her. We can pick up the trail whenever we want. You're not as important alive as you think. Tell us, where is Zaylin? Why would you help her? Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, if I cast Detect Magic, um, so I know that it works with 30 feet around me and lasts for up to 10 minutes. If I cast that while I'm standing there looking around, aside from the illusion that I know, obviously, is in front of me, can I see anything 30 feet away, like in the bushes to the side or anything like that? Ember, as you you cast Detect Magic, which is a concentration spell, your disguise falls away, revealing you. But the cloak stays, and you watch as he does a genuine double take as he sees you with the cloak. He had assumed this cloak was an illusion, clearly. It is not. You watch him genuinely surprised look at you as you sort of grow in height back into your furbolg form. The cloak growing to fit your furbolg form, being an attuned magic item. Um, as you reach out with your senses on 30 feet around, this is definitely an illusion. Like This this drow that's talking to you is clearly an illusionary duplicate. Um, the magic that is supplying it seems to disappear actually from the east not the direction you probably would have thought actually not too far away from you just east from where Thrain is not too far away at all but not you can't see the actual origin of the magic or the person casting it just the threads of magic creating this illusion no other magic stands out to you in this nearby area apart from the brazier which is glowing with evocation magic oh oh very cool well um seeing where that magic's coming off from the side to the, the east I'm gonna stop talking to the illusion in front of me and turn that way and be like well <laughs> let's nice. uh, let's come out and actually have a discussion if this person has committed a crime I see no reason why we would not hand them over Ember you watch as in a fluid motion the illusionary duplicate vanishes disappearing striding out from the darkness this time over towards the right you can see the same figure moving towards you this time though the illusion didn't have any real weapons apart from the small hand crossbow this drow has like three knives in a knife belt across his chest that you could not see before that were not on his illusion duplicate and vials around his waist as well that look like various potions as he steps forward and pauses and looks at you. You have her cloak. Her real cloak. That is her cloak. Yes, it is. Did you kill her? She would not have given that up willingly. We can be quite convincing. Hence why I say, if she has committed the crimes that you've spoken about, then we will punish her as, uh, as fit. It is not your place to punish fugitives of the Meranzam clan. This is our place. Oh, you. I, I can How did you get that. this cloak? No lies. What did you do specifically was, to get this offer? It was given to me. Freely. She gave this to you freely. She did. It was not hers to give. It is stolen. Who from? I am not at liberty to say. 
I mean, you want information from us. I see no reason as to why you can't tell me your simple name. The matron mother of our clan, of our enclave, wove that for her son. He is no longer able to claim it. Zaylin took it. This is, I'm assuming, shortly after, uh, sorry, shortly before she uh, left your your group. Yes. And Where is, is Zaylin? As things start heating up, I'm going to quickly whisper to the two next to me, even though the, the jig's sort of up, but I don't want them to hear this part. Okay. Um, Lyra, Niles, Niles specifically, as you know. <laughs> Why do they get to judge who is a rip, uh, a um, vagabond, who, who is a criminal? I was taken, I, not justly. Are we still attacking them or not? No clue. What was that, Ellen? Uh, just, she's like, I'm not sure if she's really quite close enough to be sort of whispering this combination, conversation. I don't think it's you whispering know. anymore. You guys probably can still whisper. You're all there together. It's just you I, three are talking. I think, I think, I think three and, uh, me and Ember are not in there. But but Bard did make a point to speak quietly. For that part, for that part, yeah. I'm not wanting them to hear that, even though they know we're here. Well, in that case, Niles, what are you? As I just shoot it. I shoot. I shoot. Like I kind of like. I'm like watching very intently, just waiting for any sort of movement or any sort of like any sign that that things might escalate. And I just like look. I like shoot a glance back towards Martin. I just say, just to see how it plays out. Let's let uh, let Amber keep talking, and then when the time is right, we shall strike. I stand up, axe in my hand. Drell, you come over here. You 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 come to us in the dark. You use all your words. But all I really understood from all of this is that you threatened my friends. Say one more word like that and your head will not be on your shoulders any longer. You watch as the drow smirks. Well, I smirk back at him. It has <laughs> been a while like, since my blade. As he looks at me, he sees like this, he yeah. sees like this like intensity. Towering like, figure. But like... There's excitement there. Like, it's probably take. He might be. I don't know if he's taking it back over, but he's a drow. He's probably not. But he, he probably wouldn't be expecting this reaction. Like, I look excited. He smiles like, and I smirks want at him, you. I want him to attack me. He looks very confident, Thrain. He smirks as he looks at you and goes, Well, I suppose I only need one of you alive to tell me where Zaylin is. My friend here is uh, very eager to get into a fight. Don't. <laughs> Don't confuse that. We simply, look, if we can still do a trade, then fine. But uh, if we see no other way around it. Trade is simple. Where is Zaylin? Where, where will your head be in 10 minutes? Is the question I want to know. My shoulders. <laughs> oh. oh, but your shoulders, like, so your torso over there and your shoulders and head over there. You make, and your legs over there, nice. Oh my god. Seeing, seeing how this is spiraling, can like and assuming that she's sort of overheard this, um she's can Lyra sort of shout out, it's just sort of like 
Why do you want to know? I mean, you said that she's a criminal. Is her only crime stealing a cloak? No, hidden like, one. Her crime is murder. Who? Son Why? of our matron mother. Probably deserved it, I imagine. I mean, all of you deserve it. Really. Uh, you. With that, he pulls out a blade and flings it towards you, Thrain. I'm going to roll us all into initiative. Uh, <laughs> you insulted the matron mother. That is it. <laughs> there is no coming back from yeah. that. That is the yeah. moment. Um, if you're wondering where it was, that was it. Um, I, I, I just, as this happens, I like, I look over at Bart and I'm like, oh, I'm already like mid command. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, Ooh. let's be honest. Let's be honest. We either give her the position, which we're probably not going to, which means we're going to be in a fight. I don't think there was any talking. Uh, um, I am oh my God. getting ready to, to scream, just like grovel at this guy. So, yes, I'm going to get at least one spell off. But, uh, Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I didn't. I didn't rush into combat. Me, let you guys talk it out a bit. No, you were no, good. That's right. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm ready to pull the trigger, guys. <laughs> you showed some restraint, there, right? I'm very impressed. That was what a whole five minutes before you uh, demanded hey, that you. they uh, give up and. Uh, <laughs> Kiss your feet and things like that. I think he. I think he started. I think Thrain started goading them into combat oh, yeah. because he wanted yeah. to them to fight. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been a while since a fight, Thrain. Like you're getting a little bit, you know, like antsy. From um, people. Go I mean, sorry. Uh, the last fight, all I did was so throw. Far. Yeah, I, I only threw yeah. them. I didn't actually like use my axe. Uh, alrighty, whose initiative hasn't appeared on the board? Lyra's hasn't. That's okay. I, I can add Lyra. Mine has mine. Uh, I got a 14. The 8 was from Kong Chi, which is a plus 2, so a 10 for Kong Chi. No dramas at all. Let me add Lyra. What was yours, Lyra? 19, Ember 7. 19. Oh, guys. Lyra. 19. Oops. 19, Ember, that's not yours. Ember 7. <laughs> and uh, what was Bartholomew? 14 for Bart, and then 10 for. Um, does the blade get thrown like now? Like yeah, the blade is a surprise round, unfortunately, because um, uh, I don't I don't think anyone was specifically <laughs> expecting uh, that to suddenly break into uh, into combat. Could I do the, could I do the grovel? Because I was way I too. I will anything. say I expected this to turn into combat. I was waiting. Yeah. Uh, look, sure, but the Shadowblade Captain, as you, as you say this, literally as you're partway through saying this, he moves with this fluid grace, the dagger suddenly flying out from his uh, belt towards you. I'd say that, um, i definitely said the Grovel reaction can go off Thrain. You can have a reaction, definitely, but this is still going to oh. be an attack. Um, no, no, I, what I mean is, like, I'm just saying I'm at least prepared for an attack. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm not going to do a reaction or attack him. I, I'm I not going to say that, but, like, at least, like, it's just maybe not with advantage, I guess. <laughs> Uh, alrighty, um, so, Thrain, does a, let me quick have a look, uh, oh, fantastic, uh, 21? Yep, that hits. Alrighty, that is going to be, uh, and this isn't a con save as well, which is brutal, um, that is going to be, uh, nine points of slashing damage, Ooh. uh, and eight points of poison damage. Uh, there is no con save, unfortunately, associated Ow. with this poison oh, damage that's save. Fine. Um, I'm going to do. I will do one of my stones endurance. Cool. So I reduced that by how much damage was it? Uh, that was nine points of slashing and seven points of poison damage. 
So 16. nine, 16, I take one damage. I look at him, this is nothing. You're a weak little man. Your head will be off your shoulders soon. Uh, all right. He might be surprised. He did 14 dam 16 damage. I took one from that. Uh, I'll make as, a... As the ice moves almost like in blocks, almost all of the dagger, I imagine. Now, is command a charm effect? No, it is not. I don't think. No. Great. Uh, I will make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 14. 14 is just a just fail. A mi- just a fail. 15. Paladin. I'm just going to scream at him in uh, an anger of, um, I think, memories probably filling up of obsidian foot. Uh, just grovel. I'm tired of people trying to be masters of other people. Alrighty. Uh, on his next turn, he has to follow the commands that you gave him, which in this case was? To fall prone and then end his turn. Oh, okay. So, but one word. What's your one word to him? Grovel. That's the grovel. effects of grovel. Okay. Awesome. Um, really, as you scream out grovel to him. But there's like millions of words you could use. Do they Do they have a list that they... Oh, they've got a small the, um, list as examples. Approach, drop, flee, grovel. There's a lot of other ones. Um, if you do so, the DM determines how the target behaves. If the target can't follow your command, the spell ends. Easy. Uh, alrighty, uh, Niles, you are first up in the initiative order. Uh, yeah. Um, Niles is just gonna fly down to the guy and is just gonna start punching him. Whack him! That's, that's what Whack he does. Him. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the official <laughs> official whack him soundtrack. What was um, that? You scratch a poo or something? Ooh, instead of <laughs> wait, Matt, instead of doing that, can you? Do hoot, but like at the same frequency. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. That's yeah. Pretty good. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so that's, I got forty feet. I can. I'm just gonna fly down. So it's gonna be five, ten. Yeah, I can get there. Pretty sure I can get there. Let me just double check. Look. Come on, computer, you can do it. I believe in you. Forty feet. Uh, oh. He's. He's oh, actually he's yeah, he's down over here now. Oh, that's annoying. Um, Sorry, that's buddy. okay though. No, that's cool. I'm gonna use a step of the wind. I think I can do that. Uh, where is it? Uh... Yes. Yes, I'm going to use Step of the Wind to get into position. So it'll double my movement, and I will just fly down. Yeah, and just start pummeling him. So unfortunately, I can't use a bonus action because this is my bonus action to do this, but that's okay. I'm going to do some damage anyway. Uh, cool. He gets a roll advantage because he's prone. So that's yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, not yet. On his turn, he falls prone. Yeah, not yet. Uh, On his next turn. Yeah. Unfortunately, it should just be normal attacks. Okay. 21, 27. 27. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. 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 Uh, cool. And I'm going to also use another key point to do a stunning strike as well. So you can be paralyzed. Actually, no, I'm not going to because the command spells come through. So I'm not worried. I won't worry about that. Cool. I'll just, I'll just punch normally. Uh, make me some damage rolls, please, for your two strikes. Absolutely. As you pow, pow, pow. Ten and six. Ten and six. Brilliant. As you Just smash into him, crunching across his chest with these blows, you hear it. 
as he's, as the wind is knocked out of him from these blows, as you as you essentially just shoot down from the darkness towards him, you get the sense yeah. he knew you were there, but was not expecting you to be able to move so quickly. Uh, excellent. I think I will... I saw the attack that he did with the knives, and, like, probably just... at this close... Yeah. yeah. He has a lot of weapons, like a lot of knives to blades on him. Yeah, he's got a few blades uh, uh, strapped to blades? his chest. Yeah, a few blades. Does he have, like, short swords, daggers, anything like that? As you have a bit of a look, it looks like there is... So he has a hand crossbow um, yep. strapped to the underside of his wrist, almost like the, the phantom fine. blade from uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Unity. Cool. Um, but he uh, mostly just has a shitload of daggers. That's fine. In that case, I will... I won't do anything because it's a bonus action. That's fine. I Alrighty. Just play my Lyra. Little sovereign. Little sovereign. What do you All do, right. Lyra? So she is, I think, expecting that others are probably going to sort of come out, you know, to sort of assist their friend. Is it possible for her to hold her attack until either the end of the round or another person sort of appears in combat? Uh, yeah, so so you're sort of going to hold your attack until you see another target appear, correct? Yeah, so she's got... Um, I've got sort of... Do I have to announce the spell now? I've never really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. it's good for me to know because it helps me sort of determine how things might work. So yes, please. Yeah. All right. So she's got um, the probably the flaming sphere ready to go. Um, Love flaming sphere. Yep. Yeah, if you know if someone you know another enemy sort of appears like behind in front of them anywhere, um, which is sixty foot range. If she sees someone appear but it's not in range, then she's going to probably chuck it at the first guy that they've seen. Mm. Okay. Perfect. So I, I'm happy to I'm happy to rule because normally it's a it's a trigger and then an event. I'm happy to have the trigger be. Uh, when another creature appears or at the end of the round. I'm, I'm okay with that because it's a pretty specific trigger. Um, also, don't worry. You know there's two more here. <laughs> like, don't. It, it will get triggered. <laughs> don't panic. Yeah. Um, and then um, with the bonus action, she just tells Tim to uh, sick him, Tim. Sick him, Tim. Um, perfect. Uh, now, I need to send you the Spore Servant stat block. Uh, cause I, have I done that already? I'll send it to you right now if I have not already done so. Okay, cool. No, that's okay. I don't think I have. Let me send it to you right now. Uh, so it is the... Uh, he's using the Durgar Spore Servant stats. Um, I will message them to you uh, in... How about Facebook? How does that work? Oh, has... Yeah? Do you have... I'm just making sure in case we can't see it the gnomes in this initiative uh the gnomes are waiting for the trigger to activate the uh the globe so the trigger was if someone comes towards them and attacks them so i was sort of treating them as like a held action rather than having them be in the initiative just because they've been given specific instructions to do a certain thing when a certain thing happens yeah Alrighty. yeah Um, so if if, if tim can she'll get them to sort of dash action um towards the one guy that we can see yeah, absolutely. Um, no, hundred percent. Um, he can move uh, fifteen feet. Uh, so if he's 30, dashing, he can yeah, move thirty. 15. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. He can almost get up to the drow. <laughs> uh, 
as he rushes forwards, like fungal spores sort of trailing behind him as he rushes up and uh, positions himself right in front of the Shadowblade captain. Alrighty. Uh, anything else in your turn, Lyra? Uh, no, I think she's, she's probably going to stay put. And, um, other cool. than making sure that her shillelagh still there. Um, no, she's good. The Shadowed Blade Captain, on his turn, must follow the command. Um, he drops prone, immediately falling to the ground. Um, it's at the start of his turn, is it, the command goes off? Yeah, at the start um, of his next turn, he must yeah. follow the command. Alrighty, um, he drops to the ground. Uh, he then, I, he can use half his movement to stand up, because it's the start of his turn. So he's going to fall prone and then ends its turn. Ends its turn. Okay, in that case, he Ooh, falls prone nice. and ends his turn there. Ooh, you hear him yeah, mutter under his nice. breath a curse in Elvish. Thrain, it is your turn. <laughs> oh my. So I'm just going to let brutal. out a laugh. <laughs> That's all you've got, little one. Look at you groveling in front of us. You are weak. Is this honorable, <laughs> Thrain? Is this honorable cutting down a person who's just laid down in front of you? Shut up. <laughs> is this honourable, Thrain? <laughs> um, no, it doesn't, doesn't seem very honourable, does it? So... <laughs> Just saying. All the honourable stuff. Yeah. I've never really played him as super-duper honourable. It's only no. really when it's been um, in relation to giants. Everyone yeah. else he doesn't really care for. No. Right, fair enough. So oh. it's like, because oh. when he's in... Okay, so yeah, for context, when he's in, like, when, like at the uh, Hill Giants... Very honourable. Did not oh, yeah. step out of line at all. This isn't a giant. This is some dirt under dirt. Like this is this is. Look, he tried. He's he's come in. He is like threatened his friend friend friend's lives. He has a fellow no giant as well. Care. Threatened Ember. He did. He has yeah. no care for the Shadowblade captain. So right. I'm going to expand in size, and I'm going to bound forth to bet here. Perfect. I'm going to move there. I'm going to brandish my axe, and I'm going to just unleash on his back. You have advantage oh. as he is prone as you zoom forwards. Oh dear. 19 to hit, 9 slashing damage for the first one. Uh, that is going to hit. Uh, I am raging, so 9 damage. It's rage. So obviously, bonus action rage as well. Yep. Uh, I think that was. Yeah, I expanded, so. Um, so that's added, adding two. So that, that is 11 slashing damage for the first. Yes. And then I'm going to do uh, it again. Uh, 19 for the uh, second. Yep. 16 slashing damage. You really like rolling 19s. You do really like rolling 19s, I don't you? That. <laughs> 27 total slashing damage as you slam the axe down repeatedly into his back as it cuts through the tough outer cloak, the spider silk cloak, and cuts through his armor, you can hear him cry out, red blood splashing up onto your blade, onto your face, Thrain, and coating the ground and your weapon. No, it's just a big smile. Cool. <laughs> Anything else on your turn, Thrain? Unleashing into this thing. Um, oh, let's have a look. I've done bonus action, mate, done my main action attack. Oh, um, man. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the frost strikes for now. I'm not going to add one of them in, so we'll go. I think that'll be the end of my turn for now, just nice and quick. Now it would be Bartholomew's turn next uh, if it weren't for another creature in the initiative uh, getting a turn before. Uh, oh, dang. Oh, dang. Uh, Bartholomew, oh, dang. there is a sudden 
sound to your left, this almost like a, a gentle rustling. And oh, as you spring it, I was worried I wasn't going to be able to run to someone this time. As you spin <laughs> around, a figure emerges next to you. Um, another drow, this one with the hood and cloak up, a mask across their lower face, hiding them from view. And as they slam forwards into you, they are going to make a uh, multi attack. And because it is their first turn, uh, you hadn't. Have you made a turn yet? No, you hadn't made a turn yet. They get advantage on this. Um, unfortunately, okay. I am so sorry in advance. This is going to be that rough. That is fine. The life of a paladin. I'm surprised I got a 14 with my initiative. Uh, alrighty. That is going to be a... Uh, so I roll with advantage. The first roll was a 12. Thank God I got to roll with advantage. Oh. The second roll is a 21. Because <laughs> okay. of the assassin feature. Does that hit? That 21 does hit. 21 does hit. Uh, that is going to be a constitution saving throw, please. You're going to take six slashing damage, and I will need a con save, please. Just checking, the con save isn't for a disease? Uh, for a poison. Okay, no, never mind. Definitely for a poison, sorry. Natural one. Oh, that is not a good time to roll oh, a natural one. Um, okay, let me just pull this open. Uh, oh, that is going to be 24 points of poison damage. That is so bad. Ow. That is almost max damage. No, it's not. Ow. No, that's exactly half damage. Never mind. The average. That's the average roll, actually. Um, 24 poison damage as the blade sinks in and you feel this burning, almost like ice push through your flesh, cutting through your feathers. The feathers around where this blade has hit you can see the feathers immediately bubbling and almost melting away. Um, oh. Lyra, yes, your held action does go off as this creature yeah. suddenly appears. It's just that the creature appears and I stabs you him. you could save him in some way. No, because it is. it was invisible when it appeared. So, like, it appears as it stabs him, so the invisibility is dropped when it attacks. So you would get your held action going off yeah. after the attack. Before it makes its second attack, because that was only its first. Uh, Lyra, where would you like your flaming sphere? Uh, yeah, just like five feet, uh, well, exactly here so that Bart's not going to get caught up in it, but, um, it's going to hit, yeah, the dude, um, and flaming sphere. Let me drop down a, uh, a flaming sphere. What's the best looking flaming sphere I have access to? Ooh. None of these are that exciting. Let's try just see if any of these look really nice i want to try and find like a really nice looking one um do you want to roll the attack for the flame sphere oh no it's a deck save uh, i'll make a deck save uh, just in case it yeah, affects 14. as well for the drow yeah does this thing create light this flaming sphere that is a good question does it shed light it would logically shed light the question is how much light because mm. some things are just on aura some of them specify yeah i don't think it mentions Ah, there. I'm um, shedding 20 feet of bright light, 20 further feet of oh. dim light, so 40 then feet of light. Absolutely, yes. Um, oh, nice. Alrighty, I'll mark that on here so that we can see that aura really clearly because that is very, very important for me. So, uh, 20 foot bright light. That also, is what if he I ends his turn within the. Um, yeah, 20 feet bright the and then the further of dim, so 40 in total. Perfect. I only need to know about the 20 foot bright, actually. Jim is not a problem. Okay. Um, alrighty, as the as you summon this flaming sphere next to the drow, um, 
this sudden bright light appears in the space as this enormous burning sphere suddenly appears next to it. Uh, you watch as it has to shield its eyes. It still goes in for the attack, but it looks like it is really struggling as a result of the uh, the sudden appearance of, uh, of bright light. Uh, this is going to be at disadvantage. Uh, does a... No. I'm guessing an 18 doesn't hit your butt. An 18? 18. No, yeah. you don't have any armor on yet. Oh no! <laughs> oh no, we haven't found you. Haven't been to um, Blindenstone. Blindenstone. breastplate, and then I honestly got rid of the pan because it was yeah. one uh, extra armor class. The the, pot, the sorry, the pot lid that I had. Uh, it still would have been a miss anyway because it was it would have been fifteen AC. We yeah, yeah we need, need to. Need, um... We need to get you to Blindenstone, mate. We need to really get you to Blindenstone. Uh, that is going Maybe to in pieces, depending on this attack. What was that? Sorry maybe in pieces depending on this attack uh that is going to be and i'm going to need another constitution saving throw please unfortunately oh, this is a it it still has to be rolled again oh no mate um that's going to be nine slashing damage and an additional lucky i rolled a bit lower on this one an additional uh 18 poison damage i'm on two health oh my oh, god dear. oh dear <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Um, that's the first shadow blades go. <laughs> the second shadow blades. At any point, would the gnomes oh. have cast daylight when they start hearing, you know, all this commotion? The, the instructions to the gnomes was when they come near you or you're in danger to cast the daylight spell. I'm going to say, Ember, at this moment, as the second shadow blade appears next to you and casts this spell, that would count as danger for you and also for them too, the way the spell fans out. Um, so, Owen, just as he ends friend. his turn, yes. um, the flaming sphere damage effects take, take effect. Brilliant. How much damage does he take? Uh, seven. <laughs> Seven damage. <laughs> Seven fire damage. Uh, uh, actually, can you please roll me an additional d4? Uh, although he does have to roll con, uh, sorry, roll dex to see if he gets the half. Uh, that is a 19. I'm guessing that's half then. Yeah, okay. So three damage, uh, but can you roll me an additional d4, please? Two. Two more additional damage. Um, you watch as the armor that he's wearing seems to be bound in spider silk. As the fire slams into him, it immediately lights up, burning him further uh, as a result of the uh, the fire damage. Uh, alrighty. Ember, uh, appearing just below you, you see another dark figure step out from behind the mushrooms wave their hands in the air and then step back into the cover of the mushrooms almost vanishing from sight once again as they cast this spell um who looks the happiest out of the group right now um i mean dave looks like he's smiling really really broadly but i don't think that counts because it is in a photo jared could you roll me a d100 please i need to know what this spell does go on then let's have a look 65. Uh, great. That is, either way. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Um, there was a 50% chance of this summon demon summoning a useless demon. Um, it doesn't summon a useless demon. Uh, it summons a shadow demon. Uh, Ember. Ooh, very thematic. Uh, very thematic. Ember, as there is this sudden waving of hands, you can hear the drown muttering under his breath, appearing right next to you, emerging from the darkness itself. This almost like collection of boiling shadows appears suddenly rising up these dark wings emerging from uh, the shadows underneath your feet 
Um, I will roll a. Uh, oh, sorry. I need to. I'll leave. I'll leave the shadow blade on the map just so we can still see their initiative uh, position. But um, uh, at the moment, you can't really see them. I'll just quickly zoom through to where we were before. Um, that is the end of the mages go as the shadow demon appears. Um, it doesn't get its go until the next initiative. Bartholomew, it is your turn. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. What, are you, what are you doing, buddy? Yeah. Aggressive or defensive? Uh, what do we, what do we think, gang? <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever leads to Lyra... you not dying in the next little bit. Yeah, I mean, if she can, Lyra just shouts, "Live, damn it! <laughs> Choose <Yeah>. life. <laughs> do it, <laughs> live. Don't die." Yeah. Um. Okay. Chat have pointed out those were some unfortunate saves to damage. They were some really unfortunate saves to damage. And you and you're not unconstitutional. Like that's the thing, right? Is your constitution score is mm -hmm. not terrible. No. It's just just really sad dice. It's good you guys got those nat twenties out of the way early on on those survival checks. Can you imagine if you had used up all of your nat twenties for the night on those? Oof. Oh dear. <laughs> How far is the drop of the campfire? Uh, like twenty feet. It's twenty feet. Thing. So the the top of this is twenty feet up. Uh, we're going aggressive. Um, I'm going to step behind him, putting uh, the cliff at his back between me and him. Yep. And uh, pull up the flat end of my uh, sword, unsheathing it. Uh, bonus action, I'm going to cast um, Branding Smite, not Thunderous Smite. Uh, fire so damage on that. Next time we hit a creature, it deals um, no radiant damage, radiant damage and very nice. uh, they become lit with a um, dim light of five feet and can uh, not become invisible for one minute. That is very worthwhile doing. Um, so that'll start concentrating on the blade, and then do I get any sort of advantage with the light of the sphere? Just like they had disadvantage on the attack? Uh, no advantage against them to hit them, but they have disadvantage on strikes because it's it's not like they... So, so obviously the light makes it very hard for them to attack, but the light doesn't make them easier to hit. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for two attacks with a great sword. Um, go for the first one. Brilliant. Let's see some, uh, see some rolls. It's a nine to hit. That is not going to be enough, unfortunately. So eight, eight. Eight, that is not enough to hit, unfortunately. And a 18 to hit. 18 is the DC. Okay. Uh, with a or the AC, I should say. On the, the second attack, as he blocks the first one, I reel back and then just batter swing with the second one. Um, I'm going to put in a um, stone strike and a divine smite onto this um, just to add on some extra damage but the stone strike is the important thing yep. uh, a strength save dc 13 if he yep. fails i'm um, falling off the cliff uh that's a seven so that is a fail <laughs> lovely okay i'll do all the damage first and then yes. he's also going to take whatever falling damage is accrued as i um, just belt him 10 feet off the cliff uh down to Threen and everyone else nice. um Okay, so we have one, we have two, three, plus two. Uh, is there any difference in me telling you um, radiant or uh, slashing? Uh, yes, I would like to know just for my benefits. Um, okay, we have... Yeah nine points of radiant yep uh we have 11 points of slashing 
Yep. And then on top of that, oh, I forgot to roll this all together. 2d6 for the fall damage as he falls 20 um, feet. Uh, no, sorry, b b before that oh, as before well. before that, yep. Um, I forgot my modifier, two more slashing. Yep. Six more radiant from the branding smite. Yep. So a total of 28 so far, and then plus the 2d6. Do you want me to roll the four? Yeah, I'll, I'll get you to roll it. It's the damage you've applied to him technically, so I'm happy to have you roll it. Yep. Five more bludgeoning damage. from the falling damage. And you're knocking him off the back this way. Correct, towards the fire. Really? So the fire's up on the rise with you. He's going to drop 20 feet oh, down. No, no, no. Sorry, I, I mean, let me remove myself. Oh, I so here. that's actually off the edge of the cliff, if you can exactly. see there. Yeah, I'm wanting to knock him down to everyone else. But so he, because he was standing here, you'd have to hover in the air to be able to knock him in this direction. Do you see what I mean? Because like he's actually on the edge of the cliff near the fireball. But if you hit him this way, you can knock him down that way. Or I guess if you like, is there a diagonal you can use here? Because the the edge of the cliff just there. That's that's the bottom of the cliff, right? This is top, top, on this side here and here. I'll draw with the ruler so it's really easy to see. So the top, this is the the top of the cliff up here, and then it yeah. drops down around here. That's the that's the bottom of the cliff there, and then there's the other and half here because it's 3D. He wasn't there. He was here, unfortunately. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. In, in any direction, I'll stand here, knock him that way. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, As you feedback. perfect. As you knock him off the side, he plummets down, smashing into a collection of small stalagmites below, taking a uh, a pretty brutal. Uh, uh, almost like bludgeoning hit to his back. Uh, while that happens, is that where you'd like to end your movement dream? Or Bartholomew, um, Two attacks. So. Uh, I don't know if you want to put any status effect on him, but um, that's it. Branding Smite is a concentration spell, for, so for the next minute he has that five foot of light coming from him. I'll have that in green coming off him so that you can see that. So there we go. And look, I'm hoping that he's not going to be able to get to me, so... Acting a little bit defensive, I'm going to step back away from the flaming sphere. That's a very good call. Quickly, just go prone. <laughs> um, you're going to try to just get like cover, so no one has line of sight of me. Brilliant! Absolutely perfect. Uh, Kong Chi has not had any directions, so I guess Kong Chi takes the dodge action. Uh, yeah, that, that was I definitely would have slipped Bart's mind considering I had two hit points. No, absolutely, uh, Ember. It is your turn. Uh, emerging awesome. in front of you. Carved from darkness itself, you see this shadow demon emerge. All right. Well, seeing that the main guy has been surrounded by three of my teammates yeah. and seeing that Bart has been hurt and I feel like we're being surrounded, uh, Ember would spin his head and then all of a sudden he would cast Plant Growth. Oh, which okay. Yeah. Is a hundred and hundred feet foot radius i believe yeah yep. 100 foot radius yeah Ooh, uh, everything is now overgrown um and all movement so it's for every four feet of actual movement the person only moves one foot now so everything's overgrown i'm only going to leave one small little section um so seeing that bart is injured um is there a way, I mean, I can't quite tell from the map, but is there a path that leads maybe towards, say, Lyra, for example? Uh, he, yeah, so, so the way this kind of, like, um, rise of stone emerges from the ground, it's a lot hard. It's a lot less hard to climb up down from, sorry, to climb up it from where Lyra is. You can see it sort of drops off a little bit less intently over that side. Okay, so I would 
part of the spell, I can choose sections where there is no effect, yep. and it would pretty much be a direct path to Lyra, hoping that she might be able to help out. Perfect. But and where did you want to fashion? position? Where did you want to position? It? Hundred was it? One hundred and twenty feet. The range of this spell? Did you say? No, no, no. It's a hundred foot radius. radius. Hundred foot radius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred foot radius. So Sorry, I'm going to cast it right in the middle of every. It's the whole so map. The whole map, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically. Um. So in doing that, that's my action gone. I'm then going to turn to Flicker, who is right next to me yep. in <laughs> in the brazier, and go. Let's let's move away here, and I'm going to use his as my bonus action, or command him to do the teleportation, which will then take us 15. I believe it was 15 feet, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, 15 feet to an unoccupied space, and I'm going to go towards uh, 15 feet towards Lyra, halfway between her and uh, Kongchi. Perfect. Alrighty, uh, I'm just going to quickly draw the range that's safe on here. Uh, as you move away. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to help prevent you taking an attack of opportunity? Uh, I don't believe I, they do get shadow demon. No, no, it is. Oh, because no you're teleporting. Sorry, apologies. Teleporting. You're teleporting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, apologies. It does. If anything, I think doesn't it need to make a save against the the, it the does. fire? It does. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And this is. Yep. Uh, oh, it's a deck save, I believe. From memory. It, correct, it is. That is a five. So he will. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not huge damage, but it's. But it is fire damage, plus. correct? It is fire damage, four fire damage, plus I believe I'm meant to do my spell casting butterfly to that as well. Yep. Gotta check. So that would be another. It goes. Is it based off mine? If it is, then my spell attack modifier is it? I'll say plus plus three or plus six. Let's have a quick. It'll, so the plus six is to hit. The modifier is your plus it's, three. So plus three. So there'd be seven fire seven damage. Seven damage total. Nice. Very, okay. Very um, nice. Now I know that the the area is already difficult terrain but difficult terrain but i'm going to use i can essentially move 10 feet yep. and both flicker and i are going to move the extra further 10 feet places between lyra and Kongchi. perfect as you rush over to the edge of the mushroom grove here uh the gnomes look up at you you can see gobbledy holding the the globe and he looks towards you and goes now lads you want me to cast it now now daylight <laughs> perfect uh end of your turn End of my turn. The gnomes rush forwards. You watch as Gobbledy rushes out next to you, holds up the drift globe, whispers the command word, and throws it up into the air. For a moment, the drift globe just sort of rises up and then slowly begins to fall, almost moving under its own sense of gravity. And there's this pause where it doesn't look like there's going to be any real effect. And then suddenly, bright light bursts forth from it. You watch as a 60-foot radius of light suddenly burns into existence, this bright, almost sunlight. You watch as all of the drow immediately cover their eyes, looking away. Uh, Ember, where would you have liked that sunlight spell to be positioned? I'll position it wherever you want to. Uh, so, again, I'd probably put it dead center almost so that way it's it's, it's even as many coverage, of them as possible yeah and yeah. i think it rises at the same time up to 60 feet uh or the drift it? globe uh or the sunlight uh well the actual drift globe itself i think it can float up to 60 60 feet, feet. away from the person uh 
holding it. Yeah, so it's it'll hover yeah. in place, and that's the location of the daylight spell, uh, and it can hover yeah. five feet off the ground. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, yeah, sorry, five feet off the ground, six feet. Yeah. yeah let me chuck down. Uh, what's the most sunlight-looking effect? Oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, this is nice. Let's chuck this on. And can you just ping on the map where you'd like it, please, Sai? Uh, let's go. Oh, let's go about there, roughly. Two seconds, you should see it appear in a moment. That's it there. So that way they'd have to, essentially the two on the, one on the south and the one on the uh, the west with Thrain and everything like that would have to run towards the light if they were coming towards <laughs> myself. Perfect. Uh, brilliant. Okay. Um, that is the gnomes go. Uh, at the top of the round, it is the shadow demon. Uh, the shadow demon... Oh, actually, the sudden burst of bright sunlight. I'm actually going to get the spellcaster to roll a constitution save to maintain the spell and keep the shadow demon up just because it is a sudden burst of sunlight that he was not expecting. I think it's only fair that he rolls a con save. Yeah. Lovely. Oh, 17. Bugger. Wow. Not lovely. Not lovely. I... That's plus zero to con. That was a flat 17 I rolled. Um, alrighty. The shadow demon is going to move. Uh, so it, it doesn't um, doesn't have to worry too much about... While in bright light, the demon has disadvantage on attack rolls as well as on wisdom checks that are on the site. Oh, Brilliant. Oh, the shadow oh, demon is going is to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 as it just slides oh, over the difficult can- terrain. Sorry, Sai. Oh, can it? Oh, it's got wings. Wow. Sorry, buddy. But it does have disadvantage. Look, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. The disadvantage is great. You did that's great. Good work. Yeah. Um. So it can it can move through. It, it's also got incorporeal movement. It can also move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. So it's 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 a tough one to, to prevent moving through. But it does have disadvantage all these strikes against our, our friend Thrain, which he can thank you for. Uh, and it can only do one attack a turn. So let's roll that with disadvantage. Uh, Thrain. I'm guessing a 16 is not enough. No, no, that hits. I don't have that much heat. Oh, okay. That is going to be... Ah, thank you for the plant growth. Um, that is going to be 10... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, that's going to be 10 points of, uh, psychic damage. Um, yep, 10 points of psychic damage. Uh, yep. No, no, no problem. As you watch Ember from afar, the, the light shining on it, the demon sort of almost broken up its form kind of falling apart in the light but it reaches out this shadowed hand almost pressing it into Thrain's head as it hovers up into the air trying to strike through and pull his mind out of his body feasting on something inside of him uh, that's the Shadow Demon's full go it can't do anything else because of that Niles it is your go um yeah wow uh Niles probably just sees the captain on the ground still um and just keeps going it'd be rude to Niles yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just going to do what he's going to do. Um, going to do what he's going to do. He's going to yeah, do what he's going to do. That turn to try to get that stunning strike as well. That is about correct. I, yeah, I will use the stunning strike if I hit this. If you, uh, if you stun lock this this captain, he doesn't get a single <laughs> turn apart from that first <laughs> dagger. I mean, that's kind of the plan. But anyway, let's see how we gonna go. Be very yeah. It's going to be very, very This is Monk 101. Monk yep. 101, baby. Uh, 13 doesn't hit, but a 24 definitely does. 
Yep. Well, that's an uh, advantage just for that first attack, isn't it? Not for, that's correct. He's prone still. Two separate attacks. Yeah. No, 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 I know, but I'm like, that's a 13 wouldn't oh, hit, yeah, but yeah. 24 definitely does. <laughs> 20's a good start. Natural 20. Oh, it's a natural 20. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Elbow drop his neck. <laughs> Here we go. I think oh, this is this is going to be rough. Uh, Niles, would you so, like to roll damage first and then uh, we'll do your uh, your nat 20 roll? Yeah, so that's, uh, I'll just do the roll for the first one. Yep. Did she be... just like auto fail the stunning strike? Just... <laughs> but it's gonna be rough. <laughs> sure, Seven. I would love that. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, you just you just punch him in the back of the head as he goes to sort of start standing up. The the, the command starting to wear off. Niles, you just look down and just bang on the back of his skull. His head yeah. smashes into the ground. He goes to get up again, and that's when you hit him with the nat twenty. Yeah. So that's gonna be whatever this is. Uh, so plus it's plus six. plus a full six because you get the yeah, uh, the so full dice 13. roll. So thirteen yep. points of damage. You just this time use your kick, slamming him down again with your clawed uh, owl talons, just slamming him yeah. down into the ground once again. Yeah, um, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a key point. I might as well use it here to stunning strike as well. Absolutely. Niles uh, turns into the BBEG, just holding him down with his foot by the throat. <laughs> well, but like the kind of, I love the stunning strike almost being like a pressure point with the claws. You yeah. get like one of the claws right next to his Ooh, carotid artery, and it's stunning strike of him being like, oh, I'm not going to move. It's almost like an acupuncture point that he would yeah. So he's striking this pressure point to cause yeah. this paralysis. Oh, uh, yeah, get the roller con save. Uh, I will roll a con save. Is not his uh, area of expertise. Oh, 15? Ah, uh, passes. No. No. Ah, well, there we go. It, it can be okay. placed on multiple attacks, though, can't it? So you could also put it on the second one. Uh, Spend another yeah. key point. Key points? Yeah. Spend another key if point. I wanna, if I want to burn through all my key points, yeah, why not? Let's do it again. Yeah, I'll make another gun save. Key points on the short you don't have to. I just I know that you can. No, it's, it's a good point. We may as well. Yeah, I can do it. I'll make why another gun save. 14? Ah, oh, it's a still pass. No! no! I'm so sorry. What's the, what's the, what's the DC, mate? Is it 14? It's a, it's a 13. Oh, okay. no. I'm so sorry, I'm Matt. Sorry. Oh, well, these things uh, That's cool. Uh, I will use another oh. key point to, <laughs> to do uh, a flurry of blows and keep going. Yes! <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Uh, fucking let's go. You uh, could also key point these into stunning, stunning strikes, too. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 11 doesn't hit, 18 does. Oh no, but yeah, it's, it's with advantage, 18 hits, natural one doesn't, but 19 does, 19. two hits. <laughs> with that foot on his head, just smashing his head <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> you, know, you know the uh, the digger owl, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a, um, a species of owl that like digs and burrows, and they the way they kick their feet really, really rapidly when they're digging, I kind of imagine Niles doing that right now, just like flying up into the air and then kicking down rapidly. Um, yeah, basically. Eight points of bludgeoning followed by eleven points of bludgeoning. Nineteen points of bludgeoning damage. Um, fuck me, Niles. Anything else on your turn? Um, can I use my final key point to stunning strike on the last hit? Please? Yes, of course you can. Of course you can. Of course you can. Why not? Why not, man? I'm just burning everything. I'm Seven. Go for it. You got hey. it. Yes. Let's go. Seven. <laughs> That last hit just he oh. seizes up finally. You bastard. Um, he is stunned until the end of his next go, isn't he? Yep. So he's stunned and prone still? Because he, did, he didn't stand back up? He didn't stand back up. 
<laughs> yeah, until the, the end of my next turn, yeah. And, yeah. Still, still on the ground, he's just like... <laughs> Any movement, wow. Niles? Or are you happy? <laughs> uh, pretty happy, just chilling. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't even noticed that Bart's, like, been hit. I'm just, yeah. like, full-on just... Yeah, turn it. Lyra, do you want to uh, preemptively roll me damage for um, your lovely friend Tim uh, with advantage, please? <laughs> can do, can do. He's still going off your last command, which was fuck that dude up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have added him in. So he's got a war pick now, apparently. Yeah. Uh, 15 to hit. Uh, it's, imagine it kind of, kind of like rather than being a war pick per se, it's actually like these collections of fungus growing out of him that make his blows that much more brutal to hit. Um, Fifteen, you've got advantage. Roll again, because right, he's prone there. and stunned. <laughs> Fortunately, oh uh, mate, this is a rough right. session for NPCs. Is that second one coming through? Oh, fuck yeah! Twenty-three to hit. Uh, yeah, yeah. 23 hits. Full <laughs> uh, th three damage. Three points of damage. Um, as you slam down, as Tim slams down and cracks into him, you just hear this from the ground. Um, Lyra, it is still your turn. All right. Um, all right. So what she's going to do is um, she's going to want to position herself between that close um, uh, brow and dream. Yep. It's about 25 feet there. Um, how far away is that guy? Like, sort of with twenty the foot straight the down. So, so with oh, the so with the hypotenuse, twenty foot. All right. So in that case, it's five foot away, um, twenty foot down. Bone. So roughly twenty. Foot. All right. So bonus action, she's gonna probably give Dream her one of her biggest spell slots um, and healing world, just trying to give him a little bit more buffer. That's very very uh, good. So yes. Thirteen healing to Dream. That is excellent. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then uh, with her uh, action then because she's already cast a spell she's going to cantrip um, and chill touch down at that close guy I better make a deck save I believe for chill touch it is oh no it's just roll to hit I think it just roll to hit sorry it's a spell attack it is two I'm getting it mixed up with um, Toll the Dead one of my yeah. other favorite spells oh that's not hit. anyway let's go con save 19 hits Roll me some damage. Seven necrotic damage. Uh, seven. Um. Oh, yep. As the uh, as this almost like glowing fungus emerges from the ground. Oh no, it, it's different for you, isn't it? It's like these like groups of fungi suddenly puff up, almost resembling fingers coming from the ground, and then the spores mm -hmm. puff out, and he Dead breathes them fingers. in. Dead man's fingers. You watch as he breathes in the spores, starts coughing and choking. This dark red, almost black Icarus blood coughing up out of his mouth. Looks really hurt, Lyra. Alright, no chance he's undead. He's not undead. Hmm. Hey, let's the <laughs> uh, anything else in your turn? Uh nope, nope, that's all for her. She's just sort of gonna try and stand defensively. Can um, you move your flame sphere at all, or is that a bonus action? Uh bonus action which is already um healing worded. Fair enough. The flame sphere stays where it is. The Shadow Blade Captain is stunned and prone. Um you hear this fuck! From the ground um and then it's thrains go talk shit get all right so i'm i've I, okay so obviously the show demons attack me from behind but like i'm like just locked onto the captain because no one gets away with like threatening my friends 
So I'm going to use my arm, my giant arm. Yep. And pin, basically like, so I'm going to use one of my attacks to grapple him. I'm going to yep. grab one of my giant arms and hold like in him on the, like, like almost like put it at the back of his neck and force it down, just pin him in place. Uh, and then no. grab up my axe and then just smack <laughs> yeah. his into his back. Uh, you do that. He is stunned, which if I am correct, I believe he auto fails on strength and deck saves. So he does. He's I just... will say as well, I had a look at the chat, but I was already thinking you're doing this. Perfect. Oh, are you guys sharing? <laughs> Hang on. Are you... Yeah, working plans out, baby. Whoa, uh, excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, unless you have some sort of stone of mind linking or ability to share brain thoughts, <laughs> that is metagaming. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Although, although is, Dream could have yelled out, "Pin anyway. him!" <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I, I was already thinking about it anyway because I saw, I knew about this something. But yeah, I'm going to yeah. So one attack will be a grapple, and I'm going my hand, my arm, my giant arm is going to pin him. Like I said, behind the back of his neck, just hold him to the ground. My other arm is brandishing the axe, so I'm bringing it down his back again. Brilliant um, force. Make an attack. So yeah, he is grappled now. With advantage. Oh, he's stunned. I believe you auto-crit if he's stunned, if I'm... Uh, um, I don't think... I actually had a quick look. I don't think so, Owen. Not auto-crit. What am I thinking of? There's one that lets you... Because that's paralyzed. Paralyzed yeah. is the auto-crit. Um, incapacitated yeah, right. means he can't take actions or reactions. Yeah. And while he is stunned, he fails uh, strength and dexterity saves. Throws and yep. uh, attack rolls still have advantage. And he but can speak falteringly, so I was not breaking the rules of the spell when I went, fuck! <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, let's make an attack, attack with advantage, please. Natural uh, one, but luckily hit. it's balanced out by an 18. Uh, we'll always take the first damage, which is 11 slashing damage. Um, anything else added to that thrain? I'm going to throw into this one um, a frost strike. So as yep. I brandish the axe, this, this frost starts um, circling the blade and then it sort of starts really kicking up. Um, and frost um, sort of starts emanating from the blade as it comes down, and as it smacks into his back, the bl the frost the axe pulls out, but the frost lingers and starts spreading through the wounds. Uh, roll me some additional damage. Yeah, so that is a D six. Um, can he also make a Constitution saving throw for me? No, uh, um, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Thrain, how do you want to do this? <laughs> Oh, wow, he's dead. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. He's dead. There's no you point rolling doing. a con save. That is a hundred points of damage that you have dealt to this guy. He is can, gone. You are over the damage. Can I retcon yep. that a little bit? I said yeah. I was going to behead him. Can I behead him? Sure. Awesome. I am true to my word. I behead him. Um, and yeah, I just, I just toss it aside next to his body. As um, you slam the axe down, pinning him with your foot, I'm going to say, like, you, like, place your foot in the middle of his back in this giant form, and you just lower the axe down casually, like a, an execution. I wasn't expecting to kill him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you just watch um, as the head boom, just separates and rolls away from his body, almost, like, tumbling to a stop near the mushrooms at the border of this little uh, area here. The body sort of jerks a little bit and then falls still. I always keep my word. And then I turn. I, I probably say that a little bit more. <laughs> I was. I'm in a rage, so it'd be a bit more like obviously um, frenzied. Yes. I'm not going to attempt to roleplay that right now. Um, it's already brutal enough what I've done. I don't want to add to it. So I'm going to turn around though and lock eyes at the shadow demon now that has attacked me. 
Um, that is my Both main action attacks. done. Yep. Yes. So. Hmm. No, that'd be it. That's it. That's Alrighty. it. Alrighty. It is the Shadow Blades. Um, Thrain, could I get you to please roll me an intimidation check with advantage, please, for beheading their captain? Oh, hell yeah. I just need to know how how bad this is. 13 and 12. Okay. Uh, Only one of them saw this. That's a plus seven. Yeah. Only only one of them saw this. Um, As you just casually behead the the Shadow Blade captain and then turn around facing off against the Shadow Demon, you hear the sound of almost like this rushing wind for a moment and displacement of, of energy as there's this sudden flash of light. Um coming from over near one of the mushrooms over at the far side. Uh, the other shadow blade, I will just quickly move this guy. The other shadow blade, uh, the one who is at the bottom of the cliff, is going to use half his movement to stand up. He hasn't seen this. He doesn't know this has happened. Um, he is going to... Yeah, there's only there's only one thing you do in this instance. Um, he is going to back roll away from the edge of the cliff face, getting a little bit further away from you. Now that he can see you, Lyra, you watch as he lowers his hand crossbow and fires towards you. Uh, does a uh oh twenty six? How does yes. he roll back to see them? Uh, he only rolls ten feet back because <laughs> Lyra's on the edge of the cliff, twenty feet up. <laughs> Standing upright, uh, she's about four and a half, five feet tall, so he only has to roll back ten feet from the edge of the cliff. So it'd be his full movement, wouldn't it? His entire movement, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, how far can he move? Baby. Nowhere. <laughs> he can't I'm move anywhere. Try to, uh, slice at the arrow with reaction interception. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I believe you roll Ooh. to reduce the... Uh, 1d10 plus 3, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, not to, it, it hits no matter what, I reduce the damage. It's like Stone's Endurance. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, That's cool. So taking off cool. good roll, uh, 12 points of damage from whatever hits her. Uh, Lyra, you see this arrow tipped with poison fly out of the dark towards you. You know this is going to be bad when it hits. But then out of nowhere, you watch as Dream pulls his massive two-handed katana out of the scabbard in one movement and cuts the arrow in half. Both halves flying on either side of you. The damage is reduced to zero. So you take no the damage. Poison, w- the poison wouldn't take effect because it's just yeah. on a hit. Think of that. Technically, the poison <laughs> can't take effect because it has to, like, the damage has to apply when the arrow hits. But if you cut through, that's it. Thank you, that's uh, sick. DM. That's all right. It's it's that. logical. If like if yeah. you're reducing the piercing damage to zero, then how can the poison get into the bloodstream? It's just it makes sense. it's just logical. I, I I was like, is there any way around this? No, it's the only scientific a rational. Bit splashes in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. One. As 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 Lyra plucks the arrow out of the air and just like has a little sip. <laughs> Delicious in dungeon. Who knows what's edible nowadays, right? Hey. Like, sure. Um, that is the end. Okay. He's got that's his movement. He's done his action. Um. He is going to bonus action, uh, Misty Step, 30 feet um, 
away from there. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He's going to misty step into the mushroom forest over on the side, appearing almost on top of the Sferf Nibblin who are hiding there, who go, oh, fuck, as he just appears out of nowhere in their midst. He seems just as surprised as them. Uh, Bartholomew, it is your turn. Do the two that didn't cast anything throw rocks at him? Yeah, they just, like, pelt him with rocks, but it's, oh, okay. it's not like, it's, it's doing, like, one damage. It's, like, nothing, yeah. really. <laughs> not, one damage not... is still damage. <laughs> um, okay. They're, um, they're going at the end of the round. Their initiative's on a six, so they're not particularly exciting. But, yeah, they'll, they'll do some stuff at the very end. Thank you, Lyra. Um, I, I'm, I, we need to go and help. As I, I, again, probably the same as this guy, didn't notice yeah. the decapitation happening behind. Yeah. So she ran up to heal me. I'm going to run down wanting to be the shield for her, be in front, yeah. and charge down to him. As there's a lovely 30-foot path, thanks to um, thanks to Ember for me. Um, so, uh, bum, 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 bum. I'm excited. Uh, Ready. Bonus action, Thunderous Smite this time. Uh, first attack coming in for a hit. Ready. I am I'm so uh, prepared. For a nine missing, and then the second swing back up for it. So it always goes like this. A, a 17, though. I think that's 17 a is going to hit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 17 um, is enough. Okay, in that case, we're going to put another Stone Strike on. So can I get two strength saves? Um, a 13 for the first save, a 15 for the second save. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the reason why it didn't hit before was so he had an 18 armor class before the spider silk was burned away by Lyra. That lowered his AC uh, by one. Okay, um, okay. So the spider silk was giving him a bit of a bonus to AC, the, the cloak that he's wearing, but Lyra set that on fire. <laughs> it's gone. Um, the first... That's good information, though, to fight these guys. First... Yeah. Very quick question. I'm so sorry to butt in, though. I just want to... Go for it. Has anyone ever... So... Your stone strike, um, how does that look? Um, oh, okay. So I hadn't really ever gone into it too much. Yeah. The very, very first time I, I, um, I used it, I mentioned like a faint glow from the rock, but that there's, was all I really had gone into it because... There's I definitely even, a flash of light from the gemstone every time you activate this, definitely. Maybe not Bath bright, Lemuel but... and Christian don't super understand how it all works at the moment as we haven't experienced too much to do with it. Um... But it, it's always been bludgeoning the flat end of the blade rather than a slice. Uh, so I'm going to do the same as I come down, a glow from it. And I guess if Thrain is paying attention, maybe almost magnetized little bits of rock attached to the long, the what is a katana longsword. Yeah. Turning it into a bit more of like one of those uh, um, sumo like clubs instead. Ah, uh, cool. Because yeah, I would say that like... Because as I've turned around, done what I've done, and I'm, look, I'm looking at the Shadow Demon, I probably would have a quick glance over the battlefield, seeing all my friends, seeing how they're faring. It's an interesting thing that you bring up because you talked about obviously being enslaved by the Stone Giants, and now you're sort of using magic that's sort of akin to the Stone Giants. That's, that's sorry, that's something for later on. Just for notes, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry, Bartholomew probably doesn't even notice, but uh, as this um, more sub samurai, uh, sorry. Um, large, I forget the name of them. They're those it's like a clubs. Canabo? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cracks into. Well, no, maybe no Dachi, whatever it's called, or whatever they're called. I think that's Dachi's... the second one as well. Yeah. Dachi's a big sword. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big sword. It is a big sword. What was, the, what was the save for the first, the 13? Six. Okay, so 10 feet back from that one. And then the second one, 15. 
strength save eight. Um, so twenty feet back is what he'll fly. I think that collides him into the wall. Slams him into the wall. Could you roll me a d6, please? Uh, I'll add that on top of all the damage. And yes, in total, we have plus two, 36 points of damage. How do you want to do this? Wow. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a repeat of Tim. Um, yeah. Not as a sort of like breaking the sound barrier, <laughs> but just cracking him through. And rather than the impact of killing him against the wall, I think I'd probably smash him through one of the Zerkwood trees of this small little mushroom forest just here. Um, as, as the, the trees and wood splintering as his body hits the wall yeah, behind. As the wood splinters, part of it pierces through his chest and you hear this grunt of pain as he looks down before his body slams into the stone wall behind the, the edge of the cave wall. Um, Can I? Yeah. If we're going out of combat, as long as that's done, Bartholomew's first thought is they're not getting away with death this easily i want to rush and try to use like one point of lay on hands while screaming at someone to hold this guy down if i'm not sure if he's just instant oh. dead so i just Where... want to leave you with that info yeah we'll save that for the beginning of the next episode because that is the beginning of a very very large conversation so i think we'll keep that for there i reckon in that case then what we'll do yeah we'll wrap up there I reckon that's a really good place to wrap up. Plus, we are perfectly over time. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. I will uh, bring us back to the lovely webcam view. Um, thank you, everybody. We have had an awesome time tonight. Thank you for joining us for more Return of the Giants. Uh, we will be back very, very soon um, for more D&D. But uh, tomorrow night, come and join us, uh, the, the people who are playing Avatar Legends with me, most of the Avatar cast, as we do a bit of a uh, post-ep discussion <laughs> of uh, the Netflix Avatar series. But until then, everybody, stay safe. When's that, um, stay sorry, when's yeah? that come out, uh, Owen? Does that come tomorrow. out tomorrow? Tomorrow. 6pm nice. Brisbane time, 7pm Sydney time. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be fantastic, and uh, we will do a lovely Twitch raid as we normally do. Um, who do we have playing some D and D? Doesn't look like any of our normal lovely D and D players are playing D and D. I take that back. Meeples and Dragons are playing D and D. We are definitely going to go and raid Meeples and Dragons. Um, looks like it's some world building tonight, so we will definitely go and raid them. Oh, Saz, they're they're lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're absolutely wonderful people. I hang out with the uh, the Meeples and Dragons team a little bit, especially Josh the pirate. Uh, let I think me quick. Says is actually going to be joining us on one of the live stage sessions with you. Ah, oh, fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, let me load up the raid. That raid is loaded up. Brilliant. Everybody, thank you so much. We will see you all again really soon. But until then, stay safe, stay well, and see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.